Welcome to Craft Comics, my name is Jarrett Moore and joining me today is Dan McHugh. Don't got anything clever to say. Today is April 7th, 2019. We've got a big old stack of books, some delicious beers in each other for friendship and fun and uh, other good times. I like it. Danny Mac is making some jerking off uh, motions in my direction. Welcome to Craft Comics, the weekly comic book podcast about beer and comic books. We got your beers. We got your comic art and writing. We got your comedy. We got your comedy, so, you know, as long as your expectations aren't too high. And we got your banter. Yeah, we got some of that. We got some of that banter. I think we'll have some good banter in this episode. I think so, too. Energy levels are excruciatingly <laughs> high. They are through the roof today. Jared I is am, not sleepy. I am not tired at all. I didn't do shit this weekend that yep. involved me exercising or uh, expending energy. That's right. I've, I've stored all that or that energy inside my body, and I'm, I'm just going to fucking unleash it. He's just been eating high-calorie foods. Yes. Meal after meal, staying as sedentary yes. as possible. Yes. Building all of that containing all of it mm-hmm. inside your gut so you can use it to fuel yourself to host this episode of and, Com- Craft and, and watching five minute a five minute loop of um <laughs> uh what the fuck is that blue collar comedy guy's name uh, larry Jeff the Ca- foxworthy larry the cable guy stand-up routine on loop for 10 hours <laughs> that's what i've been preparing for this you gotta episode. make sure you don't laugh because that would be expending energy so Absolutely. that's the perfect that's the perfect time actually to watch i was it. just i was just banking hate that's all I was oh, doing okay. for every okay. every five minutes, and it just got okay. worse and worse and worse. Dan, yeah, E Mac, how's it going, That's bud? My name, uh, pretty good, pretty good. I slept ten hours last night, wow. so I actually am ready for this. You're rested. I feel like half the time I'm, I don't know, <laughs> out drinking or something. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like we are all out super late, and yes. just you know, and I have to just pull myself up by my bootstraps and <laughs> and and make myself podcast for you that's the american dream yep but uh but yeah i feel pretty good uh so yeah i've been playing some video games cool. crystal was out for the weekend so i've been just you know just sadly playing video games by myself that's not true i've been playing video games with my bros like you and pretty happily and pretty happily yeah. it was it was a good time um but yeah we, we played some borderlands this weekend me and mm-hmm. you um you've been streaming like a madman yeah trying to get that affiliate status which you did which we did so yeah. thank you part everyone. of me thought that you were just gonna stop twitch streaming like immediately after you got it. like i did it <laughs> i did it that's it <laughs> <laughs> now give me your money gilb and and now i'm gonna and that's stop. it that's it i have yeah we i have three subs now because gilby so generously yeah, donated yeah it's you matt dysinger and then gilb yeah how wonderful <laughs> what a man a merry crew yeah yeah um who even playing video games what else have we been doing i haven't seen you this weekend yeah this not first really time. yeah Weird. uh yeah i just uh, just been hanging out went to a party friday night and then saturday night was knew that i wanted to go to bed early so i just yeah got some got like yeah i told you about my terrible order uh food ordering experience yeah the pineapple pizza yeah they i ordered something that was definitely not a pineapple pizza and then they delivered a pineapple pizza and then didn't deliver the rest of my food until like four hours later so that was unfortunate. That sounds like, uh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. What I, have you been up to? I feel like the first time you told me that story, it was a bit better paced. 
Yeah. It had a good punchline. You were like, you were like, you set the whole thing up where you're like, well, you I know, didn't want to then, take up too much time. And we're only three minutes, 58 seconds into this. Yeah, podcast, you're right, man. We're just blazing. Yeah. Uh, All right. So let me set the scene for you, Jerry. Okay. Dan is sleepy. Yep. At my apartment by myself. Yep. Watching your stream. Oh. And I think I, I need I need food. I need sustenance. I haven't eaten anything all day. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll maybe I'll bring up the old Eat Street, the old Yelp and order something good for old Danny Mac. And uh and, and, and I did that. And then it came and it was delivered in a giant pizza box, which I should have suspected because I ordered a sandwich and wings. Oh no. But you know, I'm like, maybe these people didn't have boxes for those. We're all out of sandwich boxes. They're all out of sandwich boxes. You gotta use the pizza box and then uh so okay i take it it obviously i knew as soon as i walked up the stairs it wasn't my order it wasn't my order but i'm like okay well at least i get this free pizza out of it right right but what's i mean there's no i can only think of one thing one instance in all of existence where a free pizza would be bad dan it's it's a pineapple pizza and not only that some monster think about this someone ordered a pizza and they thought to themselves i want nothing on this pizza except cheese and pineapple yeah some stoned asshole just rolled like that's the one topping rolled over hello pizza guy yeah i want a pineapple pizza oh okay sir i'll get you a pineapple and canadian bacon no hawaiian special no no i want pineapple only pineapple only no cheese there was cheese on the pizza there was cheese yeah at least there's that yeah so yeah, that was, that's a was... great story. I'm glad I made you tell it. Thanks. Because now we're five minutes and thirty seconds wow. in, which means banter hour is Everyone over. knows that we need to elongate this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. Um, thank you guys so much for downloading all of these podcasts and listening to us. So the feedback we've gotten is, you know, these po- these episodes are just too short. They're too short. They're too short. Can you make them? Two hours seems a little brief for me. Um, we're looking for a nice four hour long, some, a deep dive. Yeah, I know? commute to Texas every day, and I need <laughs> and I need to listen for four hours. Uh, only to, to this podcast <laughs> only to this podcast this is the one else. that i'm sub i'm to. allowed to download one a week <laughs> please stretch this By thing out as long as you can it would be imposing those rules uh yeah uh, i haven't been up to shit i've been streaming a lot just trying to get affiliate which i did so thanks everybody for uh checking that out and checking this podcast out we really appreciate the support from our friends and loved ones uh you guys are great yeah yeah uh I'll just restate it. Once again, this is Craft Comics number nine. Wow. I can't believe we're nine episodes into this nine thing. Nine episodes deep. Uh, this is a weekly review show where we talk about the books that came out last week, and we also review a couple beers. So before we dive in, I'm going to say this is a spoiler warning. This is a review show. We're going to talk about books, talk about the shit that happens in the books, and we're going to spoil them. It's nothing personal. Uh, we're just... Uh, it's, uh, Sometimes it's, it's personal. Uh, it's, it could be personal, but it's not It's not this usually. This week it's not. It's not usually, and we're not doing it on purpose. It's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get into the books, though, Dan brought some beers, so let's crack into those. Yeah. So, uh, last week was our uh, Last Hurrah to Winter uh-huh. episode, so I wanted to get something a little summer, even though the weather didn't really... I was hoping it'd be a little more sunny, but it was really nice this weekend. It so. was supposed to be, like, fucking beautiful this weekend but then at the last minute nature was like it was pretty, no it was great yesterday i mean when the sun was out yeah i was running around playing ultimate frisbee at, from like 11 until 2 and it was not super nice for most of it i went out at like 4 and it was like perfect well la di da yeah yeah so maybe try to you know plan your day a little better okay, <laughs> okay. god 
so yeah, this is a. Uh, so I want to get some a little summary. So just picture yourself at 4 p.m. yesterday. Uh huh. And picture that setting and drink this beer. And I think okay. it'll, I think it'll hit quite well. It's called a uh, Sweet Caroline S apostrophe Wheat. That's clever. It's clever. It's Caroline. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a sweet Caroline. Yeah, exactly. But when exactly. I read this, like song, I, and it's not, you know? and I'm not doing it to be a jerk, but I just read that a sweat Caroline, <laughs> and I'm not, I don't try to, but that's what it looks like to me, and well, I'm gonna keep reading it that way. Okay, yeah, I mean, you do you. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a really poorly worded double entendre. Summer is sweet, it says. The days oh. are getting longer. The sunshine seems a little bit brighter. And you know, quality time in the backyard on the lake with friends is right around the corner. I can attest to that. Jerry, crack open this can and let the aroma flavors of the summer wash over you. Let it wash over me. I want to bathe in it. It'll be here before you know it, it says. There you go. It will be here before you know it. This is a good beer. I yeah. like that little thing. It'll be here before you know it, guys. Yeah. You know, it might get cold. There uh, might we, be a fuck ton of rain. We live in Wisconsin. Uh, it might even snow. Frisbee's going to be canceled for like yeah. 75% of its games as per tradition. But summer will be here but Summer will be before here you know it. And before eventually. you know it, it will be over and it'll be winter again. And before you know it, we'll all be dead. Yep. There you go. That's there you a, go. That's the, that was left unsaid, but I think they could add it on Hey, there. Danny Mac, Sweet Caroline is one of the best or worst songs that white people sing when they're drunk at a bar at 2 in the morning. <sighs> I, I don't need know. Your, I need your hot take. You know, I don't know if I'm qualified. I, I'm actually a little ambivalent to it, and I know that's kind of weird. Really, I you have like, to feel strongly about this. Song. Yeah, that's. I feel like everyone does, and it's either like the worst thing. I like. I like the part. I like the bop bop buzz. You like the part where the people go bop bop bop. And uh, yeah, so I guess I, I guess I do kind of like it, but I also understand why people hate it because it is pretty cringy. I have a very special college memory to the song "Sweet Caroline." I was in a bar that I never went to. It's called the Outpost or some shit. I can't I can't honestly remember, but it was like where the it was like a, the sports bar where all the cool like sports players hung out. <laughs> And my, if you don't know this about me, cool you know, judging judging by the fact that I'm hosting a comic book podcast, and I am called not, them sports players. I am not a cool <laughs> sports player. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. But that's okay. Um, but I was there that night, and Sweet Caroline came on right before bar close, and a gigantic lineman for the Stevens Point D3 Go Pointers uh, picked me up, and I put my arms around him, and he held me like a baby, and we sang the song <laughs> together. And it was I had no idea who he was, but it was. That's very, pretty beautiful. It was very special. It was a, it was a nice moment. I never saw him again. What did you say the name of your mascot was? The Pointers, or dogs? It's a dog. Oh, it's okay. a breed of dog. Okay, like it, like are they the ones? We're not people who point, right? <laughs> or like a, I think that, or like I th- a picture of a cursor or something. Yeah, that, I mean, that would else. be great. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a pointer is a very sh- like a sharp dog. Like a very like you know he's, I picture he's very um he or she is very svelte very lean very fast like a greyhound kind of maybe but maybe a bit more with f- f- funnier ears I was picturing like in the cartoons like you know how they have like tracking dogs yeah and when the dog's tracking something it like goes up on like two legs and it just like goes completely rigid and points with its nose in the direction of the do you know what I'm talking about oh, where it or lifts no? its legs up and goes mm. yeah exactly yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that's probably right. I feel like that's what a pointer that, dog I is. I feel like that's what a pointer dog is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, you, do you want to actually drink this beer instead nah. of just holding it and letting it slowly warm in our gross, sweaty palms? You know, I'd like to go a bit in deeper into the lore of Stevens Point, but I guess we can we can pop into it. So Ooh. this is from uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company. WBC, you want to talk about some of the... Where, where, What's the, what's the deal? They, they spun out a Capitol Brewery? Yeah, so uh, I was going to say, I feel like... There's some bad blood. They're a little bit underrated, in my opinion, actually, because 
I will go on record as saying the Capitol Brewery is by far the worst brewery in Madison. <gasps> and maybe Wisconsin. Who knows? But no, no, no. That's no. my hot take. Line and Kugels is worse than Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, you're Capitol right. Brewery. I mean, Capitol Brewery is not great, but. Yeah, you're right. Um, but definitely worse in Madison, right? Can you think of anyone that's worse? I can't think of that many breweries in Madison, so yeah, what? no. There's like a million, man. There's not a million. We There's got literally a million. We've got Carbon 4, <laughs> we've got the Vintage. There's a... Uh, uh, Wisconsin uh, Brewing Company. Yeah, Wisconsin Brewing Capital Company. Brewing Capital Brewing Company, Carbon 4, Ale Asylum. And yeah, Mobcraft was here, Ale Asylum. There's also those... Oh, no, there's there's a next door. in my beer. There's also Next Door Brewery. There is Working Draft Brewery. One Barrel Brewery. Okay, I get it. We have a lot, Dan. You're right. What do you want me to do? Jones. What do you want me to do? Rock Hound. Okay. (laughs) The listeners get it. I'm wrong. Um, Glow all you like. So, yeah. So, Capital Brewery is trash, but I really like Wisconsin (laughs) Brewing Company. It's like, uh, they've actually surprised me because I thought that they would be the same as Capital. Um, but they're, they've done a good amount to differentiate what's, what's themselves. What's the story? Between, so there was a rift between the main brewer, right? Two main brewers. It's like your, yeah. it's like your fleet farm and your farm and fleet, right? Yeah. And so, I, I don't know what went down, honestly. I know that it, I remember that one of the, um, the, I, it was something about an IPA. There's some story about an, oops, uh, there's some story about IPAs. Like the guy at Capital Brewing didn't want to make an IPA. Yeah. And so then like the second that the head brewer left and made his own, Wisconsin Brewing Company, the Capital Brewery came out with their own IPA or something like that. It was just like a fuck you IPA or something like that. I was thinking something like that, but I don't know if I'm confusing it with Oso, because that exact same thing happened with Oso, kind of. Really? Because that's when one of the head brewers of Oso left and started Funk Factory, another Madison brewery. Oh, the sour, with a sour thing, right? With a sour thing. And because he said that, or the rumor was that Oso didn't make sours and he wanted to make sours. So he started a brewery that makes only sours. And then Oso started making also a bunch of sours, which was weird. That's funny. So I don't know if that's, yeah. If that, why can't we all just get along? Why can't we all just brew together? Why can't we be friends? Why? It's because Jerry's equipment is old and unused. And sometimes broken. That's no, okay. Why we you can't want you want to know the real reason why, Dan? Why is because um, wine and hop shop? No, what's the other one? Uh, brew and grow. Brew and grow. Closed, and yep. I have to drive all the way to fucking Monroe, Monroe yeah. Street to get my shit, and that sucks. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking right now. I'm actually looking at um, ordering shit online. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like Amazon. Amazon sells everything. Why not also like two row? Yeah. Malt and I don't think they do for some reason. Yeah, they probably but, don't. Um. I could just pick some up for you. Also, oh, one oh. thing oh. you would actually really like to know. Uh, Ooh, it's raining. Which I found out a couple weeks ago. The <laughs> the uh, One of the guys who started Working Draft worked at the Wine and Hop Shop, and you can get your Wine and Hop Shop orders delivered to Working Draft and where, pick it up from there. Where is Working Draft? Right next to my house. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. So you can stop, pick them up. We can have a pint of a nice work and draft hazy IPA together. Oh, isn't that the that's that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to visit you more often. You you come to my house every week. I do. I do. I feel like this is a good I don't know. I do that with everyone though. It's not yeah. you. It's I rarely have people over. I always go over to people's houses. I'm just more comfortable that way. That's fair. I mean, whatever whatever you feel most comfortable with. But I've been thinking about and I I think Wednesdays are like your busiest day right because i've always thought about like just like i have to pick these comic books up right down the road from your house uh-huh why not just grab the stack and just yeah. drive over and hang out with danny mac yeah i had uh 
frisbee on Wednesdays, but I think that is over now. So I, I'd probably be free on Wednesdays we now. We could potentially do it. Something we to could think potentially about. Potentially do uh, that. Savvy goes and hangs out with her friend Kira on Wednesdays, so I don't do shit anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we could just spend a couple hours reading the comic books, and then that would make our Sundays go a little quicker. You're right. You're right. A little division of labor. I like it. Do we want to talk about this beer? Holy fuck. We I haven't guess. talked a single word about it. Well, we talked about the Brewer E, but yeah, you're Brewery. right. So it's this is an American wheat ale. What does that mean? I, it tastes hoppy, so, which I think is what makes it Yeah, I think it wheat. uses American hops, and also I don't think it's... Uh, it, doesn't use like hefeweizen yeast like something with the you know the yeast character is a bit more mild which i think could work to its benefit because like you were saying it's hard to get those yeast characters canned yeah. and bottled so maybe they're just like fuck all that we're just gonna put some other flavors in it yeah we're gonna hit it with some hops mm-hmm. we hear you guys like hops i actually really like this i think yeah, it's, it's super um, fresh yeah and it's not super hoppy but there is a hop presence there yeah which like i appreciate ju- it's like the juicy citrusy hop not yeah the bitter yeah so, yeah, I, I actually think this is a great ale just to be, you know, like, crushing on a nice sunny day. It's an even 5.0% alcohol by volume, too, so you could down, like, three of these and get mm-hmm. be getting, like, a nice buzz work. Yep, yep. It's not like, uh, what was that one that we drank last week? That was orange, the 10, chocolate the 10 per- orange. The 10% where I was fucking drunk. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I hadn't eaten a goddamn thing that day, and yeah. I just, just chugged this 10% ABV stout. That was pretty I was much like, the same way. Well, I am drunk. <laughs> Fuck me. And then we had that big... I was so hungover Monday. Yeah? Mother of God, yes. Really? Because I drank that other ginger one, that other ginger stout. Oh. But, like, literally, that's all it was. I had that. I had the, the stout. Yep. I had... And then those two other winter warmers. But, oh my God. Oh, you drank the second yeah. one? It's just... I mean, but it's three beers. I mean, more... It's and those more were like, tall boys, too. It's more like four beers, because they were each, like, 16 ounces. Yeah. But I was like... Woke up the next day, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> kill me somebody kill me i i don't know what to do and was, no one would no you one asked, would i'm still here around. i'm still here yeah no you think that the list would be long of people who wanted to be dead you know when they once they started making those tweaks to craigslist all the stuff like that kind of went out the window yeah i heard about that like, there's no more personal stuff there's no more personals you can't post for people asking to kill you anymore the whole shit's the whole world's going to that's shit, so man. sad uh, okay yeah. i loved the craigslist personals where are these horny people gonna go find other like-minded <laughs> yeah. horny people uh, yeah there's not a dating site for someone who want who who wants to dress up like shrek and choke you you know what i mean like <laughs> that's like that, yeah that that goes beyond the services that fetlife right? offers yeah that's like a niche thing and like i feel like craigslist filled in the gaps between the dating sites and now yeah you know someone's not gonna be able to get their shit going and it was just kind of fun because like it, you can read about internet crazies like anywhere yeah. but like not knowing that they're within a 50 mile radius oh, yeah. of you oh yeah you know yeah it's like i could read those people and be like oh I, I i ran into you and i thought you were pretty and then and then i, I didn't ask you out but i'd like to on craigslist personals <laughs> p.s please send me your underwear please, yeah <laughs> i or shoes or shoes I loved the Craigslist personals. There was like this like voyeuristic thing where you were reading like all these like sad, yeah. lonely. Well, okay, I don't want to say I don't want to seem like judgy or whatever, but like you just read all these like misconnections. Yeah, and, those and ones actually were sad. Those ones were kind of like sad, by yeah. definition, I think misconnections, and then also just like the horny shit, mm-hmm. like like man for man, man yep. for woman, woman for man. I'm like clicking through all of them. Woman for like, man for woman and man. Yeah, just like I just let me I, let me just digest this yeah. stuff. It was yeah, fun. It was fun. yeah. Broaden your horizons a bit, eh? Right. Yeah, exactly. But no more. That's why I read about the uh, the lady who wanted to be Jaina Proudmore and wanted a man to paint himself green and, like, conquer her. <laughs> I was like, nice. <laughs> Jaina! Jaina! 
<laughs> oh man, I wonder if that was that. Do you think that was real? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, and that's it. The mystery is enough. The like mis- the, the maybe exactly. is the, enough. For the me. fact that that post exists is yeah. like is like mint enough, right? That's true. So, and the fact that it could be real just makes it even better. It's just intriguing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, yeah. You know, the you're, the wonder is almost worth it, right? Yeah. Cool. The, in 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 WoW canon, does Jaina Proudmore date an orc? I feel like I feel like that's kind of the um, not the insinuation. I don't think she's ever dated an orc, though. Okay. Not officially. But she's flirted with some, maybe. Maybe. Um, but, and her whole thing was that this she... This is the World of Warcraft This universe, is a world of... Everyone. We're about to take a deep dive into World of Warcraft lore, so strap in, don't strap on. Don't get Jerry on. started too much, but... We are ready. Do we, do we need to talk... We don't need to talk about this, do we? I guess we can. Is I was that, just is... curious if, if... No, she's she never ever... dated an okay. orc. Uh, but she's the whole, been maybe a little The whole thing is some. that she, like, loves... She loves orcs because she betrayed her people right oh, okay. at theramore okay um, by siding with the orcs and then all of the theramore um naval army got slaughtered or whatever by orcs okay gotcha but they were a bit bloodthirsty not the orcs the the naval army so it was like one of those things she betrayed her own father for them you know those naval armies they always get bloodthirsty they sure do they're out at sea yeah yeah. They're thirsty. They're thirsty water. for literally anything. Can you drink blood? Blood or otherwise. Will, will blood hydrate you? Oh, I don't think it'd be hydrating, but Why? I think you could drink it. It's probably like, well, there's not a lot of water content. It's all, blood, wa- it? what? Blood is all water. Oh, it's like, okay. it's like, it's gotta be like 80% water. Yeah, right? I guess so. Cause like the human body's like, I don't know, man, you sh- you would know. I wouldn't know. I feel like it would be hydrating, but I know you can eat blood. You can and... eat. Oh yeah. Like after you cook it and it congeals and it congeals. It'd be yeah, pretty hard sausage. To, it'd be baby. pretty hard to eat blood. In its liquid form, eating eating any liquid <laughs> is difficult, right? Because you've got to like chew it. Okay, what? Yeah, yeah. let's not you dive into slice this. It, I was about to ask you, you gotta... what makes e- some what makes eating something, what makes drinking something. I'm assu- it's just the state that the thing's in. Before yeah, if you it's put a it liquid, mouth, you right? drink it, right? Right. You eat unless it's a liquid drizzled on something. You know, I'm not gonna. Even and now say. we're getting. Yeah, then it gets complicated. Yeah, then it gets complicated. Then you're still eating it. You're if still eating it. If it's a liquid drizzled on something. Because it's soaked into something solid. If, they're, if it's eaten with something that's a solid, then it's eating it. If it's a liquid on its own, then it's drinking it. You eat, that's what I'm going to go You eat by. penis and you drink semen. Moving yes. on. Let's move on. Let's move that's, on. That's the Webster's definition. To the books this week. We've got a big old book. These books came out, I don't know, five days ago, something like yep. that. you think by now I'd have the math in my head down, but First I First week in April. April 3rd. I'm going to say April 3rd, yeah. 2019. Uh, there's some good books this week. Are you excited? The Year of Our Lord. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something after that. You're like, yeah. Long pause. <laughs> it was no, nice. Just, uh, just we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So that's right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about these books uh, right now. So strap in and strap on. That's yep. right. that's what that's we say the, on the, the podcast. Yep. That's the motto. Uh, he said the thing, everyone. We said, said the thing, everyone. You love it. The people want to hear it. Uh, we're gonna start with You've DC. Been clamoring for it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start with DC this week. Um, and the very first book is a doozy. This is Green Lantern number six by Grant Morrison with art by Liam Sharp. Colors by Steve Olaf, Steve Wands on letters. Dan, do you, would you? How about you take a crack at this? At this one, so, you've almost finished your beer. Yeah, these are crushable, man. Oh my god, they're good. Oh, yeah, we might take a little mini beer break before. We're gonna have to fill another one up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But that was I was kind of planning that. I mean, like this is it markets itself as being like a crushable summer beer, basically. Hey, so. hey you know what? I know you want to just t- chase this entire six pack in your backyard in your underwear. <laughs> It's okay, baby. It's okay. You got a here you got for a, you, you got a fence. No one can see you. <laughs> they can't see through fences. Yeah. 
Um, so this is Green Lantern. This is uh, Hal Jordan, the space cop. Yeah, yeah. This is like Grant Morrison's like weird, gritty take on Green Lantern, where like, what if Green Lantern was like he was a kind of like a bad cop, but he's not really a bad. He's cop. not. He's a fake bad. cop. He's an undercover bad cop. He's an undercover fake bad cop. Because when he almost kills people, he winks at their wives to make it okay. <laughs> but but this. like, yeah, he winks at <laughs> he winked at the guy's wife, and she still and thinks her like, husband's you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That yeah. was my fucking favorite panel. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was so great. Good. She's like, "You monster! You murdered my husband!" <laughs> like, and he's like, just like, <laughs> gives the old like, "Don't old, mind if I do." <laughs> the old winky face. She's like, uh, "You were our Green Lantern. <laughs> Curse you, Hal Jordan!" He just smiles and winks at him. Like, what a shitter thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Green Lantern is like trying to infiltrate this group of what do they call themselves? The Black, the Black Star, the Black Star. Yeah, Something like that. but in order to do that, he has to do some dirty things to make them think that he's dirty and yeah you gotta prove yourself yeah, right? you gotta prove yourself you know if i learned anything from watching like the wire and i don't know narcos other yeah narcos so you gotta prove yourself to prove you're a criminal so he has the to departed so he has to kill uh his friend adam the atom i can't believe you don't know At- adam his right <laughs> I know Atom. You know Atom. I didn't know that his name was, was Adam. Adam. That's a relic. That's so fucking stupid. That's so fifties, dude. You can't, yeah. I, I I mean, like you can roll your eyes at it all you want, but no, you're there's right. Something kind of there's something like kind of horny and beautiful about that. Yeah, like that's that's that was humor back in the day, you know. It's or like, it was it wasn't even just humor; it was clever. People were like ah, <laughs> like oh wow, his, I understand this. His name is Adam, and his superhero name is Atom. Yeah, yeah. So he has to. I don't get why Atom was there. I don't remember him in the last book. Maybe he was, but yeah, he was the that was the big reveal. They were like, remember uh, he went through all the trials on that weird yeah. vampire world, and they're like, your last test is to kill oh. Adam Strange. Yeah. It's like, okay, it seems kind of out of nowhere, but sure. So Adam, the Atom, with his wife is on this planet, and uh, him and Green Lantern got a duel the, to the death, and Green Lantern just, like, smokes him. Yeah, Hal with... Jordan just shoots him right in the chest. Yeah, just shoots him right in the chest with this glowing ray, and he just collapses, and then he, and then he winks at his, like... Grieving, grieving wife as they talk about like harvesting her husband's body parts yeah it's like do you want to harvest his organs she's like yes for repro- harvest them for all reproduction nothing is wasted on this planet yeah, yeah this is wild yeah it was pretty wild and then he meets this like crazy mad scientist uh who knows who who's who's keen to his tricks he knows yeah. that hal is not who he claims to be he doesn't want to join the black stars he wants to fake like he's doing the black stars to take him down but then the guy's okay with it which i thought was really he's like he's like i know you've been sent here but like i'm gonna show you i'm gonna tell you about our mission because i don't actually think we're that bad and hal jordan's like oh god but doesn't he also kind of threaten to annihilate the universe with an atomic bomb held by a child yeah a little bit yeah so i mean that, what's the child's life though in the grand scheme of the universe right well i mean the it's every universe's life would die like everyone right everyone would die so yeah i guess, so I guess like, the, the fact that it was being the, held by a child is kind of irrelevant you're right you're right because every child would die yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm glad we got into that uh big yikes and uh so then uh i i guess i kind of lost track a little bit of what <laughs> you, was... don't <laughs> you don't say you don't say but uh so 
Atom comes back because he is unharmed he, as Green he, Lantern. He merely knew. concussed me. Yeah, he, he was just concussed. The clever dog. And he threatens to kill the mad scientist. And then Green Lantern's like, "No, don't do that." And he's like, "Okay." And then the wife, and then his wife comes in and just blasts him with his the most fucking phallic-looking gun I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I guess so. It, it is. She's literally holding a metal penis. Yeah, you're right. That yeah. that thing. Of is course, a I'm right. Big, yeah, I, mean, I, got eyes, I got eyes for that. Jerry knows his dildo. I, I can pick well. the horn. I can pick any horny book out of a pile <laughs> of old books, and even parts that aren't horny, he can make horny. We I didn't make it horny. It. They made it horny. Sure. And then, uh, so yeah, his his face gets exploded, and Green Lantern uses his powers, and I, and then this is where I lost track of everything. There's like Atom talking about how oh, no one found Hal Jordan after that day. And then he disappears into a bunch of dust and birds. Assumedly, he like can only exist on that world for a bit, and then he goes back to Earth. It kind of reminded me of... Um, have you ever read the book uh, Sirens of Titan by mm. Kurt Vonnegut? No, but I know of it. Okay, there's a character who's like that. He um, He's like the William Rummerford or something like that. He's like the main antagonist of the book, and um, he... he, he was a scientist or a space traveler or some shit like that who experimented or was flying out too close to like some danger zone that you're not supposed to go to in danger space zone. and uh he got his shit scrambled and so now he only appears on earth like for five minutes like once every three years or something like that um and it's a, his his arrival is like this like weird spectacle like people come far and wide to see it oh that's pretty cool this is what it reminded me of it has nothing to do with it but hey yeah that's a tangent yeah yeah kurt, it turns out kurt vonnegut's a good a good writer what i don't know it's a controversial opinion but yeah wow. it turns out that guy can write up that's book. a nice hot take there jerry yep so uh then green lantern is in a place with a leprechaun and i don't know i don't know it's like i was hoping it was mr mizzlepix yeah but it's it's he's like mirwidden yeah it's like mizzlepix is like inbred yeah like half (laughs) uncle or something call me (laughs) mizzlepix with like he's got like a uh dundee crocodile dundee hat or something crocodile dundee uh i love the art in this yeah it's really cool super fucking it's the same guy right yeah yeah liam sharp has been doing all the art on it's all like retro 90s it's so retro i'm like especially the um adam strange's wife that looks like it could have been a like a 50s 60s comic book character like all of her or her outfit for one and then all of her like her bangs her hair all the the way like her face is drawn uh, it's 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 pretty good yeah it's pretty cool and i don't know there's a way 90s art now <laughs> usually what? looks bad to me yeah you're right that one was, yeah <laughs> and uh and this one manages to look good still and well still because be 90s <laughs> because uh, for one i don't really think this is like super 90s art as much as it is like almost 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and then also it's that art but updated and modernized yeah. right because like if this was drawn in the, the so this is drawing on tropes and things like that um of that era but also with some modern modernization yeah. to it to make it look good you yeah. know it's like the um it's like the whole thing when you play a video game that you played when you were a kid yeah and you're like this doesn't look fucking anything like what i remember it looking and then like. they release like the hq update to it and yeah. you're like yeah this is this, this is what i remember and it's, and it's funny because like they this is the thing that they release is not what you played as a kid but yeah. it's what you your brain yeah that's what I, your I brain know. like auto updates that's it. what it evokes to me is that kind of no, like hey totally you know right. we're gonna touch up this but it's gonna evoke the same kind of mm-hmm. imagery uh do you want to rate it uh yeah i thought it was 
Deece, but not mind-blowing, I guess I'd probably give it solid 3.5. Okay, I think I'm going to give it a 5 just because, like... Wow, really? I, I, it's so weird. It's so unusual, and, like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on for the whole thing, but, like, I'd lo- I love the tone of it. It's this, like, the, the fact that he winks at this woman who, like... <laughs> I don't know if he like I, I like I don't know what to think of Hal Jordan in this. Like yeah. why why did you wink at her? Is it because you were like is, did you actually think that she trusted you and thought, you know, cuz she was clearly my, did not. Yeah, that was my Were you take fucking on with it. her? But but I yeah, I, I don't know whether that was intentional or but not. I just love it. I don't yeah. I don't know what it is about it. There's just something about that book that That's the Grant Morrison charm, man. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense, but you love it anyways. Exactly. And I, I just really dig it and I'm I'm looking forward to where it goes next. Like the, the the thing is like this book they always set up these like grand trials. Like this thing ends with yeah. him talking to that leprechaun dude. Yeah. And the dude's like, Oh, you need to walk through the waking sounds of blah 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 <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what the hell that is, but that sounds pretty neat. <laughs> but it's so. going to look pretty neat, yeah. so let's do it. I dig it. Um, yeah, it is definitely unlike anything else that's out there. Right. It just feels like this weird throwback, and I can't believe DC's letting him do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With Hal Jordan. like. Yeah. But then again, I guess they're like not really worried about... He like murders a bunch of people in like the first yeah. few issues. It's like it is a pretty pretty bold thing. But they're not worried about them ruining like a f- successful film franchise. You no. know what I mean? Like no one gives a shit. And also about it's Green Grant Lantern. Morrison, so you got to give him some leeway to do all the zany yeah, shit he wants to do. It's probably worth it for putting his name on the marquee. Right. Why like, would you? Why would you give him a book and not let him do some weird stuff with it? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. He'd be wasting talent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next up we got Wonder Woman number fifty-seven, written by G. Willow Wilson with art by Carrie Nord. Inks by Mick Gray, uh, colors by Romulo Fiardo Jr. and Pat Brousseau on letters. This is part two of the War of the Titans or something like that. Something like that. um, Wonder Woman, some shit went down in the land of Olympus or Athena or whatever. And uh, the, the Greek gods and creatures and things are... In the in our world and fornicating with the locals and all that stuff, but, uh, all that good stuff, and not just nice things like fornicating goats have come over, but like yeah. nasty stuff like gigantic titans are here. So Wonder yeah, the Woman, fornicating goats are the good ones. Yeah, they're the good guys. Um, we like them. We we do like them quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman and a very tall woman are fighting a Giganta, rock man, right? Giganta, sure. She's a famous, well, semi-famous, old school Wonder Woman villain yeah and it lets them do some really fun stuff with perspective and the art on this like some of the panels here are are like you get like wonder woman floating in the air next to this like gigantic woman's face and they're like but they're talking and it's it's weird and it's fun and it's kind of neat yeah uh this issue was fun i I think i liked it more than the last one the last one was a bit of setup this is kind of the like i don't want to say the payoff but it's moving the story forward yeah moved it a good clip a Um, bit more action in this one the art we dan and i were having a little bit of um offline conversation about the art in this you want to do i know we're not supposed to do that but uh yeah but um (laughs) but this uh carrie nord has been doing the art i for a while now and we've with like mixed success in our brains but like yeah the last few issues we're not sure if it's the anchor or what but it's really working for us um yeah she's very... got like cool like i love this short panel yeah yeah yeah, yeah of yeah. like it's a close-up on half of wonder woman's face and like just like super dark hair super like bold line like the bl- dark the, lines the outlining the, the, the eyes and the, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, inks yeah. are just super heavy really rich thick ink lines it looks really cool though yeah it's 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 really neat so um the art's been steadily improving and i don't know they they always say and we're not really privy enough to comment but that inkers really can make or break an artist yeah i've always been kind of curious on like 
how that process really works. Well, but. it's it's a it's a leftover from the old days, right? Where you had two artists. You always had a penciler and an inker, and you still do a some lot t- of times. Some not even a lot of times. Really, it's, I'd say it's I'd say it's the exception as opposed to if you take a look at our credits, you have maybe a couple books that have been inked. Yeah, on this and most because most of it's drawn digitally these days. What about like colors though? Colors is, is different, right? Okay, but that's but digital. It, or what's the difference? So, so um, back in the day, it was literally drawn on paper on pencil, and yeah. then someone would come with a heavy ink on top of it. Okay. Now, since it's all digital, you can skip the penciling process. You can just pretty much go straight to the ink, oh. because of the way that you can. You, if you ink something, it's permanent, right? As opposed to a pencil, which is a lighter thing, you can scrub it out a little bit. You can even leave some things on there that the inks can cover up. Okay. So okay. nowadays, it's less common for inkers to be involved because you can just do all that shit, right? You, your brush in Photoshop is 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 the equivalent of an ink, right? You don't need the pencil because you can just erase the ink. So what about uh, so like our first like Green Lantern and had someone on colors? Is yep. that the same as inks? Or well, is so that... yeah, it's not quite the same as inks. And color artists existed way back when. Okay. So it, it used to be a three step process where you would have someone pencil, ink, and then color. Because think of the think of the ink as the outlines. Inking is outlining. Okay, you're coming over the penciling to smooth it up to make it look a little bit to kind of tighten it up. Okay, right, and then someone would still have to come over and, and fill in the color. Okay, on top of that, now you can pretty <laughs> much skip the inking step and go straight to the colors after the uh, after the art or the penciling. Okay, okay, okay. Got hey, it. look at that! Yeah, a little, little, little bit of comic, comic knowledge, uh, a little comic history. That's what uh, we're all about here, Craft Comics. We're trying to keep this shit accessible. We're trying to keep. The nation informed. Yes, you know comics are a crazy thing. You have all these people involved in this thing, and then this book is three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, makes no sense. And people say, I, I, I honestly, I can agree that comic books are expensive. Three ninety nine times ten or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? That's forty. If you bucks. pull a lot of them, yeah. Right. Um, but at the same time, like people got to get paid, guys. Yeah. Like, uh, so it's, it's it's really weird, but it's it's interesting. And just wait till oh man, one of the books we have on this with like a billion variant covers. Then there's like yeah, the you know, tw- like fifteen different artists on it. Also, right. just to do the covers, right? That makes no financial sense to me. It, honestly, I have no idea how the comic books industry exists. But then um, again, we do buy a lot of shit, or you buy a lot of shit just based off of the variant cover and how cool it looks. Yeah, but you don't pay extra for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't pay extra. You pay the same. But price. we do pull things that we might not otherwise. True. Pull. Yeah. That's the that's the um, that's the rub, right? Yeah. If they're like, oh, this book is yeah. sucking. Let's get some really good yeah. variant art. I mean, it's smart for them, right? Yep. Yep. Because people like a good looking cover, and then you True. open the book and you're like, oh god. Yep. And then it's another issue of Bad Girl. Hey, the last <laughs> one was actually pretty good. Keep that. Keep that. Keep Babs' uh, name out of your mouth. Uh, anyways. I think we were pretty much done with this, right? It was fun. It ended with um, I don't. Well, re- did we really talk about this story content? So they're like yeah, they're fighting, fighting these, titans. They're I fighting guess. titans, but then like also there's the the horny goat man, um, hanging out with the waitress that he picked yeah. up. And uh, he's so a smooth talker. That he horny is, goat yeah. Man. And they're like just about to make out, except then the waitress woman finds a sword in the bottom of the lake somehow and like pulls it up and she's like look what i found and she's like triumphantly holding this and it says next the lady of the lake yeah so so i assume she's gonna get some cool cool superpowers yeah and don't forget that the titans were talking when they were beating up gigantus about protecting the sword yeah so something's happening one thing i thought was pretty hilarious and 
I don't know. I, I guess it's maybe it's better for them to not address it. But like Giganta just comes along and uh, saves this towny dude, and he like doesn't even bat an eye. And she's like a like a three hundred foot woman just like saved his life, and he's like, oh, thanks, Wonder Woman and friend. <laughs> It's like, man, it takes a lot to rattle these. Uh, well, you know, these, these guys, small have, town folk, they've seen some shit, right, yeah. on the news. They've seen, they've seen what the city folk get up to, you know, in Metropolis. Yep, yeah, and like three hundred foot, like ladies, are probably the least thing that they're concerned about. You know, yeah, true. They've seen footage of Brainiac invading. Yeah, it usually probably doesn't touch them though. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I do wish that they just let the horny goat man kissed the waitress there was such a sad line of dialogue where where they're about to kiss and she's like wait did you see that yeah and he's like i was looking at you i was looking at you i (laughs) didn't see anything she runs away yeah and she just books it no that's been the story of this book because they don't want to turn into like uh i don't know like say it dan furry porn furry porn book it'd be fine just let them, let them, let those crazy kids. Yeah, I a... want them to smooch. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice. <laughs> Dan wants Dan demands. I want it. Graphic sex. <laughs> Marv or DC, just give me, give the people what they want. Give me the horny goat man making out with the waitress. Yeah. Okay. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. I'm and... the only person brave enough to say it. Everyone wants it, but nobody needs it. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, what do you what do you want to rate Wonder Woman? Uh, yeah, I thought this was also pretty good. Also, not super mind blowing, but I liked it. I don't know. This, it, yeah, I guess these last two, they're like they're good. I guess I would say, but that's about okay. It. <laughs> All right, there you go. So they're good, if, I guess. I would, I, I would uh, give it a th- another three point five. I enjoyed my stay with this book. Cool. Yeah, me too. I think I'm gonna give it three point five. Didn't love there it. There you go. Didn't hate it, but hey. What would you rate it? 3.5. <laughs> didn't love it, didn't hate it. What would you rate it? 3.5. Uh, next up, in the last DC book for this week, we have got Young Justice number four, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Bendis. With art by Patrick Gleason and John Timms, Alejandro Sanchez and Alex Sinclair on colors, and Wes Abbott on letters. Dan. I actually forgot he was writing this. Talk to me about Gemworld. Oh man, Gemworld has got some stuff going on. Tell me so, about Gemworld. So the the uh, Young Justice Squad got moved. They got like accidentally, accidentally. No, they did it on purpose. They got. Uh, yeah, they, they went through them. some portal because yep. some <laughs> people from Gemworld some invaded, invaded, and got their asses kicked immediately. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're gonna leave. And then uh, <laughs> so they followed him, and they found Superboy on Gemworld, <gasps> which is this weird planet. Uh, that's kind of like it reminded me kind of of like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but... it has that kind of um, weird, cheap fantasy world thing with like like all the different houses are named after different gems. Yeah, and like, this is super corny seventies. Yeah, not novella fantasy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, oh, I... Princess Amethyst is going to be married <laughs> off to Prince Ruby. And, yeah, yeah, you know the House of Opal does not approve. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. But then they imprison Princess Amethyst. <gasps> they just throw her up, and she... they, they throw her in a fucking oubliette, dude. The... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Get in your hole. So yeah, this is uh so yeah, they're they're chilling there. They find Superboy, who was a member of Young Justice back in the day. Wow. And then apparently he has a wife and kid on Gemworld, still rocking that punk 
leather jacket though well, you know but he hasn't been on earth to have anyone tell him that it looks like shit yeah it's so true you can kind of let it pass his wife could have let him know he could have like but maybe it looks good to her she's like oh i loved your spiked shoulders that's the first thing i noticed <laughs> you. he could have put on like a super classy gem studded leather vest instead yeah yeah occasion. it's missing some gems I yeah think. that yeah. would have been that would have been sick i would have liked that but anyway so they find him and he's he's runs a farm or something i don't know <laughs> he's a peasant yeah he's a, he's a peasant and uh so some people come looking for kid flash because kid flash found him and he just punches the dude out of his armor that's pretty sick. shatters it yeah that was that cool. was our a good panel he's like okay he's talking to the dude the this big um brutish I don't know, guardsman dude yeah. is talking some trash, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Superboy is just like, hey, uh, if I fuck this guy up to his men, he's yeah. talking to his men, he's yeah. like, will you just like leave? And they're like, oh, I guess. And then he just like uppercuts the dude <laughs> out of his armor up, and they're then. like, oh, I'm actually very grateful for you to letting us go, <laughs> go without beating us up. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny. And then uh, the rest of it was about them breaking uh, the rest of the young justice squad and princess amethyst out of uh this prison so yeah i i, I like this man it's good it's, it's fun good. Ugh, wonder comics is just so cool wonder comics bendis's like branch of the dc comics that's trying to be a little light-hearted a little like just fun and young and sexy forever you know young and sexy forever but yep. not too this is this is too young to be sexy so just young forever yeah i guess Superboy is kind of sexy forever yeah okay Superboy yeah. sexy yeah um but yeah it's uh it's uh, the dialogue in this was good it was cool i like seeing uh kid flash was like bordering on irritating but he kept it locked it rained in enough just to be like charming for me at yeah. least um i think bendis used to write superman i or not superman spider-man and i was getting some like spidey vibes from yeah. kid flash in this also is kid flash from the new 52 I don't know. I think there may have been some weird reboot thing where he's like a, 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 another, um, what do you call it? Refugee. From oh, that, from really? That, yeah, multiverse. Okay. I don't know, though. Yeah, I don't know I, either. I, I could be I could be way wrong. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought this was great. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good. Um, it's, a, it's a fun cast. You've got, what, is it Tim Drake Robin? Yeah, Tim Drake Robin. Some some girl. Teen who, Lantern. T- who calls herself Teen Lantern. She hacked the Green Lantern Corps and got herself her, like, the powers. I don't think she has a ring. Um, oh, she doesn't? No. Uh, Wonder Girl? Yeah. Who we well, don't I know. Didn't, so we didn't know she existed. Appar- She's apparently like she, she Wonder did. Woman, but uh, younger. Kid one. Flash and then some cowboy lady. Oh, yeah, Joanna Hex. Joanna Hex. Yeah. Yes. Jonah uh, Hex is like great granddaughter da- yeah, or something. Is Jonah Hex a dude? Yeah, okay. and he lived in the Wild West, and he he's died in the Wild West, as many people did in the Wild West. And she talked about like finding his box full of stuff, so that's how she became like Joanna Hex. Was she found her granddaddy's like box, box of, of secrets? Secrets, and, and but goodies. now they're now they're loose, right? Because some people stole it, and she's worried about them. Yeah, they didn't answer that little thread. That's true. Uh, ratings uh solid four four mm. i think we'll give it four and a half all right all right all right all right mm-hmm, jerry mm-hmm. all right that was it for dc this week next up we've got marbles first i would like to take a beer break how dare you we'll be right back there you have it folks we've been stocked and reloaded we've got some beers we're ready to strap on and fuck i forgot what we say strap in and strap on there we go that's what we're ready to do um well that's right get your strap in and strap on t-shirts at uh craftcomics.com <laughs> slash merch that's craftcomics.com backslash merch. merch get your very own strap in strap on big old picture of a dick on there it's, it's wonderful <laughs> um okay what were we doing oh we're reviewing books still 
right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> what else wait, are we going to do? Start, we're starting with Marvel again, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, what? okay. You, you you demanded the break, sir, so you could at least lead this transition. All right. I'm a little confused. <laughs> Here we are, folks. We're going to keep talking about comics. Oh, okay. That's what we're doing. That yeah, and, then, and now, specifically, we're going to talk about... Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number seven. Written by Shauna McGuire with art by Takeshi Miyazawa, Ian Herring on colors, and Clayton Cowles on the letters. Dan, tell us about Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. Also call her Spider-Woman, please. Yeah, yeah, that's what she prefers, as we thought. Marvel cannot decide what they want to call her. Yeah, and that's what we were were discussing this as we were reading this, too. So the book is called Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. Colon Ghost Spider. She says in the comic that she wants to be called Spider-Woman, and people call her Spider-Gwen. So we don't know whether, canonically, she should be called Spider-Gwen, or Ghost Spider, or Spider-Woman. Which one is it, Marvel? Help us Just out. tell me! There can only be one. There can only and be we one. need to know what it's going to be, but because we're the, the we're the podcasters, you know? Yeah. If, you, if your podcasters don't know what your hero's name is... Unbelievable. Your industry's going to fail. <laughs> it, it hinges on us, Dan. Yes. If you really think about it. We're the backbone of this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so this follows uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Spider-Woman, as she uh, goes on a date with Harry Osborn. Yuck. And Not apparent- interested. And <laughs> Really? Yeah. Why? Harry Osborn's a shitty, isn't he? I'm well, like not in this universe. Well, you don't know that. Well, you don't know that. I do know that. I just have a feeling. It's a gut mm, feeling. Mm, I don't know, Jerry. I'd rather see her on a nice date with, like... Uh, with dead Peter Parker. Yeah, dead Peter Parker. Yep. Um, or Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Mary yeah. Jane just has a thing for spider people. And that one might actually happen. Uh, Maybe. I don't think so. It I don't seems think, like... I don't think Gwen Stacy's into ladies. No, but Mary Jane in this universe is into ladies, and specifically ladies named Gwen Stacy. Spider-Man Spider Ghost Spider Spider-Woman. Did you say Spider-Man Ghost Spider? <laughs> I don't I, I think Spider-Gwen. Sp- I think I said Spider-Gan. Spider-Gan. <laughs> Spider-Gan Ghost Skyder. Spider-Gan Ghost Skyder. <laughs> um so yeah, she goes on a date with Harry but the people won't serve her because she's a superhero. Right. They did a fucking dumb thing in this where they um revealed her secret identity. Yeah. And so now it's like So now everyone knows when she goes out in public it's like, "Oh, you're Spider-Gwen, is- Ghost Spider, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen." Everyone always scoffs at secret identities and superheroes are like, "Oh, it's such a it's so archaic." Yeah. Blah, but then like this can only really last for so long, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. the tension of, ooh, is she gonna drop the secret? You know, even though everyone knows. Now, everyone does know. Yeah. And so there's no tension anymore, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, I, I don't really care, but at the same time, like, it eventually will have to go back to the point where nobody knows. I mean, I would prefer this to them just having that tension there all the time just be- like just because. You know, like, if you just keep bringing it back... Like, over and over, it's like, oh, maybe your secret identity will get, will get revealed this time, or maybe this time. But they've been doing it with Peter Parker for, like, 50 years. Yeah, and it's boring. Like, no no one, he, they don't write it like that anymore, really. Like, But people still don't know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. But, like, well, if I'm saying, like, who Peter Parker is, I'm saying if, like, the threat of them revealing his identity is boring in and of itself. So I'm glad that this is preferable to me to them being like, what if her secret identity gets revealed? Like a plot point that's been done like a billion times. Sure. But every superhero, there can't be any conflict between characters about, you know, the, the risk of them finding out that they're a superhero and shit like that. And that, that's the kind of, 
that's the kind I'm of fine thing with that, that okay that's fine to each their own i suppose but yeah. like that's the thing that kind of like once you get rid of that you can't use it anymore at all ever right you know so yeah. it's just now everyone knows all the time that's just like now you have to come up with actual reasons for new dramatic tension instead of using the same plot point over and over again i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it one bit i want comic books to stay the same to stay young stay and sexy the same forever. young and sexy forever and you need to add like a uh, parentheses to that like and masked or like and yeah, young and masked and sexy and secret forever yeah and secret yeah, yeah yeah young and masked and secret and sexy forever that's the formula man yeah yeah that's the, that's the winning combo yeah but uh but according to spider one ghost spider spider woman you're wrong so we'll see how it plays out but yeah so they do that they do that thing in this where she's trying to deal with the fallout of being like a pseudo celebrity and there's they also added a thing where she's offering her services for money for money like like to be like a part-time superhero but why like did she the... still wear the mask dan That's... if people fucking know who she is because it looks really cool i guess yeah. but it just seems stupid yeah you're right it doesn't make sense like, why would you wear a fucking mask if everybody knows who you are well maybe she like wore it before her identity got spoiled she did. so maybe it's just like you know maybe it's just she got it, used it to it give maybe her powers they got used to it. it doesn't give her powers they all know that she's spider maybe it's a fashion statement i guess Come i mean on, it does man. look good i'm yeah, just it saying it good. just doesn't make sense no you're right it doesn't make sense but i mean if she wore it before it's got to be stinky in there. You ever been under, you ever been, it's constricting having something completely over your face. Yeah. The most breathable fabric in the world. is still going to get like your breath stank on it. Well, Jerry, let me ask you this. Have you tried a face mask made of symbiote juices before? No. Because that's what hers is made out of. You're right. Yeah. So maybe it helps her even see better. I still think the idea that every, like article of clothing she ever wears is just a bunch of spiders is super fucking weird like when she gets into her nice dress for the day yeah and she's walking away and there's a bunch of spiders falling off i'm like oh i don't like that i actually was kind of curious about that because like is it spiders but her suit is a symbiote right like it's like venom yeah but i think it's a little different and it's okay. like a bunch of little ones and it's definitely not smart right? yeah yeah I, I know that there was a um it was called gwenum uh really yes of spider gwen where Uh, she got infected by the venom symbiote and it was it was pretty good really (laughs) yeah what did it look like i want to see it's pretty cool it's it's like it's like one of the it it does look pretty sick um very good costume interesting good good costume but she's not that's not that one i don't think yeah no it doesn't seem like it that's a new that's a new thing man like like peter parker doesn't have that he can't he can't manifest clothes yeah yeah that's what I'm wondering about, Neat. like, why why they haven't really explored in this comic her, like, she has a symbiote, and they just never talk about it outside of her being able to manifest any clothes she wants, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's like a, maybe that's like a, as dudes, that's a superpower that we'd never thought of something that we want. Like, you always have the perfect, cutest outfit yeah. that you could possibly have at any given moment. I would like that. I actually would like that. That'd be pretty no sweet. No more doing laundry, baby? Oh, man. Yeah, that'd I'm be... all about s- that. But is she actually naked the entire time? That's weird. You mean other th- under the symbiote? Yeah, I guess what is clothes? Yeah. Maybe she wears underwear. Just <laughs> okay, in case. We're not going to dive down this. Yeah, way. let's not. Let's <laughs> not. This is a getting a little too horny for Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I'm shrinking away from Dan. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to. Ah. 
Yeah, enough I out of you. Yeah, this isn't a great conversation. Topic. Let's uh, let's uh, nuke this baby. Let's okay, just, let's just rewind ten seconds. So, isn't it weird how all of her clothes are spiders? Yeah, <laughs> wacky. What did yeah, you think of Spider wacky. Gwen Ghost Spider Number Seven? You know, she uh. So basically, what happens in this? We gotta oh. finish, man. She oh. she asked to uh, she saved some people you in sounded, a car wreck. You sounded just so exasperated. We, we <laughs> just gotta, trying to. Damn sorry. it, Jared! We have to. Finish. We gotta do the podcast, man. And we so are doing the podcast. Gotta, we gotta do it and just not get side on your on your horny side tracks. My horny yeah. side tracks. Yeah. That was yeah. not that. I had nothing 100%. to do. One hundred percent, sir, sir. <laughs> that was not me. Let's that go was to all the tape. You. Yeah, you're right. It was me. Um Actually, not much happened, really. She just That's like what I'm kinda... saying. We didn't need to talk about much more. Yeah. What did you think of Spider Wing Ghost Spider number seven? Um, I guess I liked it. It was it was another. It's another one of those that's like consistent, but not ever astounding. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there are, there isn't any crazy stuff that happens ever. It's just kind of, but it's it's just like reliable, good character material. Where if you like. Gwen Stacy and Spider Gwen, which we do, which we do, then you'll like it, which yep. we also do. Yeah, it's good. Um, the art by Mariko Tamaki has gotten better. I remember not really liking. Or oh shit, I fucked that up. It's not Mariko Tamaki. Oh oh, it's Takeshi Miyazawa. Uh, the art's been better. I remember, or the art has gotten better. I remember at the beginning, I'm not really feeling it a hundred percent. It got better. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm lying. I'm full of shit. I've liked it from front to back. Now that I think about it. Maybe I think the, I liked it. Maybe the first issue I didn't like the art. For some reason, I'm remembering that. One thing I was wondering about, Harry Osborn is always drawn with some weird hair. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he's got like cornrows. But like they're, but they're horizontal, yeah, and got... I don't think they're actually cornrows. I think that's just how everyone has drawn them as like a weird hair texture thing, but... I don't get it. Yeah, Harry Osborn has some like weird horizontal white guy cornrows, and I... We're trying to understand them. But I don't think they're actually cornrows. But that's what that's they look saying. like. Every yeah, time they I do see look them, like I'm that. like, they look like cornrows. Or like they, half, or like there the... are streaks, like horizontal streaks in his hair that are yeah. just colored differently. Because they've got the, uh, they've got like the, the, the valleys, right? Where you've got like pockets of dark and then pockets of light and then pockets of dark again. And they alternate like that. It's really weird. Yeah. I, I, and I've seen him drawn like that. Several times. Several times in N- different comics. Yeah, I was going to say not even just this one. I'm like, why, why is this dude's hair so fucked up, man? Like, is it supposed to be... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, I just wanted to, you know, kind of probe the vast reaches of Jarrett Moore's brain to see if he could you come don't, up with a... You don't want to do that. You definitely don't want to do <laughs> I'm that. I'm sure we'll get there by the end of the cast. Do you have ratings, Dan? Uh, spider Gwen Go Spider, another strong 3.5. Are you just gonna... You're just defaulting. Your brain's shut off at this point. You're no, de- man. This is... I, I tried to think about it. I tried to come up with a different rating, but it's the only one that fits. Prove I'm, me wrong. I'm gonna give it a 4. Okay. Because okay. fitting with tradition, I like things more than you. Next up... You're just defaulting to going 0.5 above whatever I give it. Uh, that's why I always ask you first. <laughs> uh, we've got Marvel Team-Up featuring Spider-Man and Miss Marvel number one, written by Eve L. Ewing, not to be confused with Al Ewing, evil Ewing, right? Eve L. Yep, Ewing yep. sounds a lot like Al Ewing. Yeah, you're right. Also, no it relation. Also, like a like a fake name, kind of. Eve L. Ewing? Like evil Evil Ewing. Ewing. Like it's the <laughs> evil Al Ewing or something. Oh my god, but the Al, e- Al Ewing is evil. The stuff he's doing. Yeah, you're right. In, you're right. In uh, that book that we read, which we will get to up next. Yeah. Um, no relation, though. We looked this up. 
And we couldn't find a relation. <laughs> and that's the end of that story. Yep. Uh, this is a team-up book featuring Mar- Spider-Man and Miss Marvel. It's written by Eve L. Ewing with art by Joey Vasquez, uh, Philippe Sobriero on colors. Do you like that little roll that no, I did there? Not really. did, I, did I fuck it up? Uh, yeah. So well, it's better than Sobriero. If I were to be like <laughs> Felipe Sobriero, at least I fucking tried. Yeah, I guess. And then that's we've got true. Clayton Cowles on the letters. This was a really fun, interesting issue in that you could read it from front to back and back to front. Uh, not the whole thing, but like it was divided in half. And yeah, but you could so you could read it one of two ways, and it was the same story but told from the two characters' perspectives, depending yeah. on which way you started it from. And uh, it was about um, Peter Parker is going to go to uh, I don't know like a, an unveiling a of conference some new technology kind of, thing. Uh, uh, yeah, but so and this for one was, of his friends who's yeah. an inventor slash scientist, and she was going to unveil her new like atmosphere controlling device or something like that, or memory thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It was thing. some kind of really cool science thing it's it's basically like in a black mirror where they upload people's consciousness to (laughs) fucking jared hasn't even seen black mirror how could you oh man you don't know anything about anything i'm ever talk about so (laughs) stop doing that face (laughs) i was making a face that just i could tell as most of our (laughs) listeners would know okay there's uh, several episodes of Black Mirror that involve transferring your consciousness to a server, basically. Isn't that, like, bad, though, man? Like, people are so much more than just electronic. That, and therein lies the drama, Jerry. That's oh. why Black Mirror loves talking about this. That's why Spider-Man Miss Marvel team-up likes talking about it. They didn't talk about that at all. They did a little bit. They're like, what about the ethics of this person? And then the guy was like, well, she's you know also what? a science ethicist. And- Fucking download my brain to a hard drive and blast that shit onto the cloud. <laughs> I just want to be broadcast would, me to aliens everywhere. Please, please. I would, and I will. The first human contact that they will have will be someone explain to them how tragic the death of Gwen Stacy was, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Oh my god, send it back, put this thing back." You're like, oh, please send it back where it came from. Uh, um. So, yeah, that's that's what it, her right. invention was. Peter Parker goes to a conference where they unveil this cool little science thing. It gets attacked by a man who's not the Green Goblin, but a Green Goblin man. Okay, was that explained? I didn't get that. They called him by a name. It was like, uh, like Gooblery or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, it, but I was like, I was like, is this is this Green Goblin? And My arch like, nemesis Gooblery. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Not. Uh, I'm gonna look at it. And Kamal Khan's there with her high school, correct? Right. And so, like, if you read it one way, you get it from Peter Parker's perspective, where he's like, "Man, don't you wish you were younger again? Don't you miss being young and being in high school and stuff?" Yeah. And then, if you read it from Kamala's perspective, she's like, "Can't you just like, don't you, don't you just want to be older and finally move past all this bullshit?" And then, and then like, at the cue, end, they cue like the Parent Trap or yep. uh, fucking oh no, not Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. That's what I was thinking of. They, it's the like it's like an extra movie. Freaky Friday, though, right? Because yeah. like. It's like the body swap thing where a guy becomes a girl and a girl becomes a guy. Yeah, that's true. Freaky, yeah. It's like it's like an extra Freaky Friday. You're right. You're right. And that might be the episode title. Extra Freaky Friday. Extra, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty we, Keep it in the docket. Yeah, keep you know, it in the docket. Keep it, keep it in that frontal yeah. cortex. Right? Yeah. In the yeah. Frontal lobe. Yeah. Yeah. So they body swap at the end because I don't understand this. It's because of her the, like brain device. Exploded. Yeah, the brain device she rigged with a bomb to explode. And she's yeah. like. Oh, someone's about to steal it? Good thing I planned for this. And, yeah. like, blows it the fuck up. I'm yeah. like, that seems reckless. <laughs> this, oh, don't trust Especially her. when she could have just, like, you know, she could have put in a backup where she could say maybe not explode it after Spider-Man recovered it, which he did. 
Or have it just not blow up and just have it like fucking a magnet wipe it or something like that. It seems like blowing it up seems like the most drastic thing you could have done. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Why not just why not just like program it it to erase or or like just program it to erase everything like with the push of a button or just like have it short. You know what I mean? Just pump a bunch of juice in and have it short its circuits out or something. But no, it had to blow up. She's a scientist. You know, they love blowing stuff up in comics. I don't necessarily know if I agree that she's an ethical scientist if she was willing to blow up an entire fucking building. <laughs> That's true. That you charge was, like, way overpowered for how and small And it swapped their bodies. And it swapped their body. Yeah, that was... Well, that seemed like an unintended oversight, Jerry. I don't I think she really planned for if that. If you're a real scientist, you account like, for everything. Like, just to fuck with them, whoever's stealing this, I'm going to have it explode and switch the bodies of the people that will probably be exploded. Yeah, this was a goofy, this was a goofy comic, but it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I I don't think I'm going to read the next one. No, I, I really... hate the body swap thing. Yeah. I hate, it's, it, oh, I hate tropes, and that is a big one. Yeah. It's like, whoa, this isn't my body. If they do the cringy thing where, like, the first thing he does is grab it's his like, own like, look boobs. down his pants or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, going to be oh, like, hey. Pass. Pass. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, this one was fine. Yeah, because so uh, what are they going to do with it afterwards? Yeah, so, yeah, I'd give it a What three. is it with fucking Peter Parker and all kinds of weird right, body, body swaps yeah he just he was swapped with doc ock and then he had his like personality split into multiple bodies yeah you're right yeah get it together pete get it together man get it together figure it out what is it with comics and weird body swap shit yeah we've got mantra we've got die we've got well people swapping bodies and with like mantra at least or like the old like bargain bin stuff there's probably some like psychological issues of the author at work there it would be my guess it's a sex thing is that what you're saying uh yeah but also like <laughs> a upward inflection but also like just a general like self-esteem thing maybe oh, you know okay. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so maybe okay nice who's to say next <laughs> Jarrett, rating oh you're gonna make me rate it let me let me do it uh you no, been... i already said what i would rate it did you really yeah I don't remember. I can't just round it up to three. I can't round it up to like... Let's see if you do it anyways. A point five. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow, really? I give it a three. Oh, nice. 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 Oh, I was about to just immediately <laughs> just throw, throw Hulk Immortal Hulk the into the thing. Dan, you're going to like this. I'm going to make you talk about this. Uh, we've got Immortal Hulk number 16 written by Al Ewing with art by Joe Bennett. Rui Jose on inks, Paul Mounts on colors, and Corey Pettit on letters. Dan, yeah, talk to me about about your boy Hulk. Oh man, I love my boy Hulk. You I know, know you I do. do. You're just so Jones informed. Yeah, dude. I Hulk used to be my favorite superhero before. You are horny for Hulk. Before I became converted to Batman, Hulk was my main man. Oh God. <laughs> it's like oh my gosh and you like dark hulk i like it when the hulk fucking you think the hulk would kill someone books can't even have horny covers how could they possibly be how could they possibly be good jared they're not a hot chick dan it doesn't make sense yep yep so in this book uh this yeah there was a lot going on in this so first of all several layers yeah so they talk about rick jones who we looked up and rick jones is the kid who bruce banner saved uh, when he got atomically blasted um, and turned into the Hulk, he like pushed him out of the way of a nuclear ex- or a gamma radiation explosion, and evidently that saved him. Doesn't make sense. I'm gonna do a joke. Okay. Who? Rick Jones. <laughs> all right, that's all right, a, that's my right, joke. Right, okay, was right, it good? All right. Yeah, it was pretty good. Thank you. Um, so Rick Jones has evidently been you know killed and resurrected several times. Uh, then they also have a bit with the 
a woman who was a journalist looking into the Hulk during the last arc. Where they went to hell. Where they went to hell. And her editor is trying to get her to do like normal stories and stuff. And she's, and after seeing her like eyeless father talk to her in hell in like weird echo sentences. He's like, I get that you went through some traumatic stuff, but like, can you just get over it? And she's just like seeing her dead eyeless father, which is pretty fucked up. Um, but anyway, the Hulk is currently Bruce Banner and being jumped around by his psychiatrist, Doc Samson, who we saw in the last issue. Um, Betty, Betty Ross, his love interest slash ex-wife, had just gotten shot in the dome in like two issues ago and uh-huh. presumably killed. And is now a gigantic red... Hulk and is bird. now a Hulk bird of some kind. <laughs> which is incredible. Which is incredible, and they don't really talk about that either. Um, so Hulk comes out, they break into some laboratory. I don't know what laboratory, I don't know why they're there. Probably should have read closer, but here we are. Uh, and they fight, fight some weird gamma-radiated Hulk beasts. Hulk, like, rips them in half, like, pretty gruesomely in some of it. And, uh... I didn't love that part. Yeah, I did like that. It was cool. And, like, they have... Like- Hulk killing stuff. They have some cool, like, grotesque, like, Hulk transformations. It's like you said, man. It's like it's a horror comic. It is. Yeah. Yep. And I like that about it. I miss the old Monster of the Week things. I wish they would do a few few of those. Single issue. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, those were cool, too. Um, But I like this, too. And uh, so then they use some radiation on Hulk to turn him back into Banner and then shoot him through the gut. And then the last page, which is, like, definitely a contender for Thumbnail of the Week... Uh, so they have this radiation on him so he can't turn back into the Hulk for some reason. And he's, and he's like, Bruce Banner, I got some big news for you, big shot. I ain't Bruce Banner. And then it's just like this huge, bold, like, almost like title screen looking shit at the bottom that just says, it's Joe. (laughs) And we don't know who the fuck Joe is. Who the fuck is Joe? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) But that's fucking, he's just got a smile like a... Uh, I like how he's smarmy smile. Yeah, and he's talking like now he's doing the thing where he's talking like a comic book bad guy. Yeah, because he's like, I ain't Bruce Banner. I ain't Bruce. Bruce Yeah, like he he magically gets like an accent because like villains talk in accents in comic. Yeah, villains have Jersey accents. I ain't Bruce Banner. You see, you see. It's Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe. Why Joe? That that fucking last page turn. I was like, what? What? What's happening? I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not, but it's definitely funny. It Joe is, funny. is like the most unimposing name. Who is Joe? Who's Joe? Who is Joe? We don't know. We don't know. Do you? Do you know? Dear dear listeners, dear readers, do you know who Joe is? If so. If so. Please email us at comicsandcrafts.com at gmail.com. We don't have a Gmail. <laughs> but you can get in touch with us on... Uh, craft comics on twitter and that's crafts underscore comics wait no comics underscore craft because i don't know twitter did that to me oh okay i did just swap the words i guess so you can follow us there if you can remember that confusing at comics underscore craft <laughs> but if you just search craft comics i'm sure it will come up um ratings um yeah i really liked it 4.5 out of 5 for danny um, mac i'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of 5 wow wow unbelievable wow. i liked it it's just i'm like what the fuck is happening and then they, they, they never was that confusing until they the never end. did the they never did the payoff um with the with the dude that they poured the shit all over huh 
Oh, well, that's coming, man. Yeah, but I wanted the payoff. I thought this was going to be the payoff. I thought it was going to, you know what I mean? The last page turner was going to be like the big reveal on um, what that shit was. But then it was the, it's Joe thing. And I was like, okay, I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, who could have seen Joe coming? Who could have seen him coming? What? His eyes are all gray and shit. And who I is fe- it? And I feel like they oh, mentioned that. I feel like it's they Joe. mentioned that at the very beginning. That his eyes got gray or something. I don't mm, know. Yeah, I think you're right. Gosh, I folded the cover down. Oh, Oops. my Oopsie, God. boopsie, boopsie. We're good. Let's just keep this gravy train rolling. Uh, next up, we've got Avengers No Rome Home. No Hulk Home. No Rome Home. No Rome Home. For Avengers No Road more. Home, number nine, written by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and our boy Al Ewing, with Jim Carlo Barberi on art, Jesus Albertov on colors, and Joe Sabino on letters. Uh, so Avengers No Road Home number eight continues the saga, the weekly saga that Dan craves. Oh, I need it. Every he week. needs it. He needs that. He needs that injection. He's not going to be sure what to do with his life once it's, it's just like dopamine straight into my brain. All the Earth's sun has gone out in Lady of the Night. Oh, she's not a Lady of the Night. No, but she is a she night is, lady. Yeah, she's a midnight lady. She's more like a god, a night goddess. Night. Yes. She's like the opposite of creation. She is antimatter. There uh, you go. She is Nyx. Um, she got messed up by Zeus like forever ago, and he split her essence into three pieces. And she she's, never forgave him. She's trying to get him back so that she can unmake creation. The Hulk is trying to get it so that he can unmake creation. <laughs> and everybody else is kind of like trying to keep creation, you know, the way it is. The way it is. Yeah, created. Yeah, keep keep creation created. Um, yeah. There's some stuff that goes on in this. Uh, Hulk full palms uh, a late through <laughs> yes. like uh, several brick buildings or something yeah he, ch- he chucks her like a, a, a long ways yeah hercules uses neat. the power of kindness to overcome <laughs> doubt and confusion and, and, and literally crush him and steps and steps on it which is which is fun um learn a little bit about voyager who is different than spectrum as we uh incorrectly surmised last week that they are the same person they are in fact not they are both blue hence our confusion yeah well one of them turns blue and the other one is just always blue. Hence <laughs> our confusion. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And so not, I, I guess. And Conan's in there too, doing Conan things. Doing Conan stuff. Getting stabbed by, by his, ex, his dead ex-girlfriend. His dead ex-girlfriend. Um, and then at the very end, they get teleported to some weird space thing. And then all the and sons. And Nick steals the Hulk gem. Because Hulk, yeah. they're like three gems that they're looking for. Hulk found one. Nick's found one. Nick's beat up Hulk and took his, so now she's only got one left. And then she starts putting out, blocking out the stars in the sky. You can't have Hercules and Conan in one book. I know, that's what I'm thinking. They're They're too similar. Yeah, but Hercules is kind of like a, like, I don't know, he's kind of like uh, snobby about uh conan in this because he's narrating a lot and he's like oh i remember what it was like back when i was letting vengeance wield my blade and like stuff like that but yeah you're right they're they're pretty similar like uh thematically aesthetically yes yes i agree and uh but they're yeah, old-timey I, people with they're old-timey muscle dudes with swords right? yeah but i think conan but hercules is has way like more some, entertaining yeah and hercules has some hip pouches so he's like modernized yeah exactly they see you uh, know all those modern clothings they all have hip pouches right and like and like vest chest buckles yeah yeah he's got like a texas size like belt buckle on yeah him. so it's fine it's um, fine we we see the house that appeared in the last issue again and there's light coming out of it, which Nyx is like, unacceptable. Ooh. 
Uh, and then at the very end, she teleports them all into space and s- starts eating up all the stars to yeah. be continued on next week's. Yeah. What'd you think, Jarrett? I liked it. It was fine. Three? It was fine. It's yeah. three. It was fine. <sighs> come on. Come on, Dan. Say it. <sighs> get, up, get up on your soapbox. No, this one I thought was fine. It was, uh, I, I, you know, it had some good Hulk stuff. That's all you care about. That's all I care about. Every time the Hulk is like, like featured on this in any, in any significant sense, you're like, yeah, it was a great book. And then the second, like the Hulk takes it back. I've never gotten, given any issue in that 4.5 out of 5. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. It was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. It was like a three out of five. Aggressively fine. We agreed. Yeah. We agreed on Avengers No Road Home. Can you believe yeah. it? Wow. Folks? Mark it down. Wow. Mark it remember down. Remember this next week, Jarrett. I'll remember. When I give it like a point five rating lower than you and you're like, you fucking don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that is actually what happens all the time. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, okay, but you, okay, never mind. We're not going to get it. We're not going <laughs> to get it. But you don't like anything, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to get into this, folks. Uh, speaking of aggressively fine, we've got the War of the Realms, the biggest hit, new, ambitious saga. <laughs> crossover, crossover event, event in event. history. Marvel, they're doing it. Man, they can't, they they cannot stop. They uh, won't stop. We've got Wall of the Realms. We've asked them. We've asked, please stop. Please um, stop. This is fine. What you yeah, think it was fine. It was <laughs> it's like so it's like super formulaic just like what if the trolls invaded midgard what happens you know okay you know like the norse gods were thor's from what happens if what happens if they came to midgard which is earth what if they what if they killed odin what happens if fucking loki got eaten yeah yeah loki gets eaten by his dad the frost giant like you see his like legs curl up as yeah, it was pretty blood bloody crush. actually i yeah. was uh i was pretty impressed that they would go there but it, god yeah. do you know the part that made my, me roll my eyes like the most was when they were like there were a lot of eye rolling parts in immediately this. before the the things came they started going through like and then in a house in the middle of manhattan a, a wizard supreme began doing his incantations <laughs> and then he felt something deep in his soul and began chanting spells quicker <laughs> Then later, somewhere in Hell's Kitchen, a blind man on top of a roof felt something coming. He didn't know what it was, but his gut said it was bad. And then the daredevil shuddered. And then, in a bar, in the middle of nowhere, a hairy old man with with fucking metal bones. Those old metal bones, you Those know? Those old metal bones Now are that creaking. we're getting old, the aging comic book community, we know what a bone ache feels like. <laughs> you guys know that, because you're old too? So we gotta mention it. His bones felt old, and he ordered another round. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And just like that. The war came to Mingar. And then, then, you know, Earth gets invaded by a bunch of bullshit. Cool double page spread, though. Yeah, That's the art, the art was pretty. The art decent. was great. It's just such it. a weird team up of everyone. And then we've got Loki, who is is just someone took a still frame of Tom Hiddleston yeah. and, and traced him. It's like, for how that do we? Panel. How, how do we? How do we perfectly translate this? How to the do comics? we get the young, the young female crowd who loves Tom yeah, Hiddleston? Yeah, just and, draw him in the and book. The male yeah. crowd, I think. I think everyone likes Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, fan don't fangirls love Tom? And I'm not shaming. Yeah, you're right. You're don't right. Let me, I'm not shaming fangirls. I got a yeah. Gwen Stacy state statue stacy statue behind me right now yeah. so i'm not shaming anybody i'm just saying like like he's no you're right very he is, popular he is a sex symbol in that i don't know with young people of some sort does he have a crooked nose do they even draw us like we gotta we gotta research this yeah i don't know man look at those steely green eyes they just pierce right it's into so you green yeah i, I could those all day Rawr. yeah um i don't know if i want to read any more of this 
I, th- I don't think we have a choice, though. I think it's going to be, like, injected into every yeah, single fucking Marvel book. it's going to be a book. C, War of the Realms, number oh, it's three. it's so bad because every, like, book that we enjoyed is going to just be infected yeah. with it. And like, oh, you did- you're not going to know what's going on and now because like, you didn't read War of the Realms, number 6.9. And then in, like, two months, it's going to go back to, like, what we were reading before that we already liked. And forgot about. And forgot about. Because Correct. it's been two months. Oh, I didn't see there was a Howard the Duck for President guy who gets, like, shot with a laser beam and that's sad scene. because he was right yeah. how could you say something so controversial yet so brave <laughs> yeah i i thought this was just super uh i don't know kind of boring yeah it was like a get the team together i mean but it's to... such a weird team it's like the punisher and daredevil but i'm cool with a, captain america i'm cool with a weird team if it feels like okay if it feels like interesting yeah yeah let's go to let's go to heroes in crisis last week right where you've got blue beetle booster gold harley quinn and batgirl gonna save the world right yeah like if you write it and you pull it off great this one it just was like I don't know. These are the ones that we feel like using right now. It, it yeah. didn't feel it didn't feel earned because they didn't set it up. This is like pretty much how I felt about uh, Avengers: No Road Home. It's like the team is oddly put together, and like to the to its credit, Avengers: No Road Home does do com- some cool stuff with character interactions. Well, yeah, and like they just all happen to be there, I guess in that in that case. But it's still like a pretty odd assortment of people. And also the villain in this is exactly as just void of any personality or intrigue as Avengers No Road Home. This who, like Who is the villain? Is it Malakith? Yeah. Okay. And it's I don't know anything about they, They've been building to this shit for months. I know, and it does it hasn't helped. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, yeah, they've got, they've got it all mapped out on the first page. Malkeith is the big bad guy who I thought, yeah, I, I was he's confused a, he's about a dark this. Elf. this is he like... is a dark elf. I thought that he was Loki's father, but actually Laufey or Lavfi no. okay. is Loki's father. Loki is the daughter <laughs> slash son. I th- actually think I'm not, I'm not incorrect there. Loki can be man or woman. Like shape-shifting. Well, I mean, he but he can appear as either a man or a woman, and he doesn't really have, like, a, a sex, as far as I know. What? He's a dude. No, like... I don't think so. I think he can be whatever he wants to be, and whatever he feels like being. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, uh, is the son-slash-daughter of a frost troll in a, in a Asgardian lady. Yeah, I, and, like, reading this issue, I, you know, not to get too horny again, but, like, what are the, like, his dad is, like, 300 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> How let the, does let that the, Let work? the imagination fill in the gaps. Yeah, on I don't that think one. we can get to the bottom of that in this podcast. No, you know, hey, fornicating in in mid in Asgard it might be a little different. Yeah, I guess they're uh, there's a lot of different ways to have sex. Yep, and they are like uh, what's the word? Uh, they're like unkillable, basically. Well, not yeah. unkillable, but they're eternal. What's up? Immortal. Immortal. Thank you. <laughs> the immortal. The eternal Hulk. The eternal Hulk. Number Indeed. eight. Okay. Yeah. So what'd you uh, what'd you rate it? I'm gonna give it Gary? a two and a half. Yeah. Give it middle a... of the road. Yeah. I think that sounds good to me too. Two and a half. We did not dislike it, but we did not love it. It's just one of those things it's where boring. it's like it's it, boring. It's like you're to justify a six dollar price tag and to justify me wanting to grab all of these books you gotta it's gotta be interesting you know what i mean and yeah we've only been so this is this may be some like good feedback for a fucking i don't know like a comics book editor or something but like 
we've only been reading comic books for two years. Yeah. I, I, Dan, even less than that. And yeah. we're already burnt out on events. Yeah. Like you need to sprinkle them in a little bit less often. And Otherwise, maybe they don't we'll mean be, anything. And then maybe we'll be more excited about them. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, like, I've already gotten to the point where I'm just like, well, you know what? It's just going to be another one in another few months. And this one didn't really do it for me. <laughs> yeah. You got to just, like, you got you to gotta work up to them. Every other do it like the MCU once one a year, you know, one a year. Yeah, exactly. Like, give me one event a year, and that from DC and Marvel, and that'd be fine. Yeah, and then they could make it actually significant, right? And get get your best writers, get your best artists, mm-hmm. make this thing a fucking thing, you know, yeah. and make then it a banger. Yeah, just like trot out your best talent, do something wild as a instead of just doing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not. Yeah. We're not trying to be negative. This guy, this guy, I don't think I'm this, trying to be negative. That's be, my role in that, this show. That's that's your shtick. But we're I, in general, I don't think we're trying to be too negative on comic books. But like, it, it can be a bit fatiguing. Yeah, it's just a little exhausting, right? And and it, yeah, it's it's like you said, it just lessens the impact of everything when you know the world's gonna be come under attack again in like two months for the war of the flashes or whatever flash realm. Yeah, but but it's fine. You know, every week the the world can be under threat in a comic book. Because, I, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a comic book, right? You need to have conflict, and that needs to be but there. Like, you but don't like, need to make the new ambition, most ambitious crossover event in history. The, the, it's, the, it's the event thing. The thing where, like, you're, you're asking people to pay, to, to pay for books on top of their books, and then also ones that they normally wouldn't pull to get the full story. And like, a million spinoffs, yeah. But you do it four times a year. Like, we just finished Infinity Wars, which was a, yeah. a fine event. It was fine. We think. It was okay. <laughs> did we read all of that? We did. We read the entire thing, but we don't remember any of remember it. And, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like <laughs> if Infinity Wars was the only event that came out this year, maybe they could have spent some more time with it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, Lord, like, the art was good. The art was great. I remember that. And it was cool. There was some fucking cool shit that happened. I remember, like, when, when Gamora stabbed Star-Lord, I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, you that know? was cool. But it just, it lost its steam, and then, in the end, it doesn't matter. Yep. So because it all gets retconned, make them matter, and I don't care if it gets retconned in a couple years, but right? Like, make them matter at least for a while, four months after the shit happens, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. And then, yeah, and then inevitably, like four new series get introduced after an event that's yeah. I think the only oh, like God. actual, you know, like canonical fallout of that that is extended through the present is that Gamora and Quill aren't speaking currently, right? And I think that's about it. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. I, I wish that there was still, like, one of the weird mashed-up superheroes running around. Like, remember when, oh, Wol- yeah. when Wolverine was inside of Emma Frost's body? Yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be funny. You're like, oh, we don't know what to do with this one. They didn't separate. <laughs> Put me back! <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be funny. Now, that's some Freaky Friday shit. That's some Freaky Friday. It's like it's, it's like just if they both fuse together L- and... Lindsay Lohan and Jodie Foster just, <laughs> just fucking become crammed like, into one. Yeah, become, like, a 35-year-old, like... <laughs> Yeah, mix of the two. That's the movie I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, where they just like instead of instead of like swapping bodies, they just split the difference. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. well, fuck. Now we're thirty two, and neither of us are happy because <laughs> we're not young, but we're also not old enough to be out of debt and have financial freedom. This so sucks. <laughs> this is the worst. Hey, we're thirty two. Well, not yeah. quite, but this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So that was it for Marvel this week. Next up, we only have. Two books written by other publishers. Uh, we've got Die Number Five and Red Sonia Number Three. So we're gonna start with Die Number Five, a book that Dan loves. Oh, I love it. So I'm gonna di- I'm gonna I'm gonna die 
right, oh. in, right into this thing. Dive number five oh, is written wait. by Kieran Gillen with art by Stephanie Hans. Uh, no colors because she does it all herself. And Clayton Cowles yeah. on the letters. This is a Jumanji book. Yes. Um, bunch of kids in the 80s got sucked into their D&D world. Um, like, let's say, I don't know, six kids got sucked into their D&D world. Five of them came back. 20 years later, you know, they're old, they're divorced, they got alcoholism they and got a hip problem. And, and they got their problems. And, a bone, and, a, and bone marrow problems. And and, yep. and uh, they got sucked back into the world of die. And they're put into their sexy, young, fantasy bodies with superpowers. And, yep. But ha- they, they want to get home, right? That's the whole thing. They want to yep. get home. so they, they And tr- their friend, uh, who's been stuck in the D&D world. They left behind, yep. Who they left behind, like, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. The Dungeon Master. Yeah, he's still stuck in the game, and he won't let him leave because he's crazy. Exactly. He's like, welcome back. We can all be together again. And they're like, we just all want to like, go we home. We have kids. We got we to gotta take care of these we, kids. We've all got to go home. So they stage a huge, massive fight to the city that he built, and he, he drops down. And then the main lady, Ash, uh, she's a dictator, so she can control people's thoughts and emotions. I know what you're thinking. She tricks him into wanting to let them go home, but no, she just fucking no, she, she just fucking kills him. kills him. Yeah, she just so kills they him. legit. She legit kills him. Yep. And they're all about to go home until two of them. They all have to. The thing is, is they all have to agree to want to go home. Yeah. Or uh, be dead. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're dead, they they don't count as to whether or not they agree, right? Yeah, I guess that's the thing. So, um, they all have to agree and four of them say yep let's go home let's go home the last one last guy goes hold on i'm having a ton of fun having sex with elf chicks yeah um i don't want to go home and then another (laughs) one's like yeah actually i don't want to go home either uh not because my life sucks but because like these people we fucked them over we murdered all of them this is pretty shitty so they open a portal they escape and then the three people that are left are like well i guess we gotta kill them yeah yeah and that's the end of die number five yeah um I'll hear your thoughts. Okay. Um yeah, eh, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like What did you not like the 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 turn? Yeah, I didn't like that. It, it was so abrupt that it was like actually I don't want to go home even though that's what we've been fighting for for the last four or five issues. I want to stay and fuck elf women, and also I don't care if your kids go motherless forever. It's like, how could they not? <sighs> it just seems like such a weird, abrupt schism, and like the characters just like okay. If you were stuck there with your friends, even if you wanted to stay, if you knew that it meant that your f- best friends would never get to see their children again, wouldn't you just like do it? Yeah, probably, but they're not best friends. They fell out of yeah, I guess that's true. With each other, and they kind of all hate each other now, right? Well, I don't think they hate each other. I, th- I think, there's I a think they just strong, grew apart, right? I think there's a pretty strong line of hatred. Like, yeah, some of them hate each other less than other ones, but like, there have been, especially towards Ash, the dictator chick. Yeah, a lot of people are like, "You're fucked up." And you can, but uh, of course, her her power is that she can make people feel things that. Anything that she says to them, they basically have to obey her, right? Yeah. Um, so I can understand harboring some resentment towards her. Um, but yeah, there's some... I don't know. There's some pretty strong feelings being thrown around. I know that the guy who wants to stay made a bunch of money mm-hmm. off of telling that story and that they all hate him for that. Mm-hmm. 
So there's some interpersonal conflict. You can tell that they definitely aren't best friends. But also, yeah, you think that you would want to go home because you can... The place is dangerous. And they've been... Yeah, and they even say in it, it's like, well, I know what you do to people you disagree with. And it's like, yeah, so maybe you should fucking agree with her and just go back to your planet. And also... (laughs) So uh, one thing I didn't like, they... The rules were everyone had agreed to go back home. Mm-hmm. And then they killed this guy. And then it's like, okay, we don't have to agree. We just have to kill everyone who doesn't want to go back home. Which I thought was like well, changing I mean, the rules. The line, the, there's a line that got crossed, I, in my opinion, in this in this book. is like, beforehand, yes, the rule was that everyone had to agree to go home. And then she changed the rules by killing the kid. Yeah, but... So now it's a... It, now you've 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 kind of ripped the the cloth up from underneath you know and i just think that that's the you think it's cheating from a writing perspective yeah because it's like you define the rules of the game i'm and surprised then... they killed him so quick yeah We're me five, too. five issues in and they killed the, the main person who dragged them back into the thing i was like wow okay i mean i'm glad they had to do something with him because otherwise it's just like they're just meandering from place to place trying to find him you know yeah but i mean that's like <laughs> that's like any her epic journey right is meandering from place to place getting into getting into shenanigans right yeah i guess so it's just uh, the fact that it's the meandering part is also not working for me made me glad did that you they actually i can't believe up. you didn't like samwise gamgee and frodo baggins dying in a world war one trench it didn't make any sense man and then <laughs> lit- like sense. literally J.R. all tolkien coming down and being god I yeah. can't believe you didn't like that. No, I didn't. I can't like believe that it. didn't make sense to you, Dan. It's, it's like, so simple. It's so simple. It's pandering. It's pandering to nerd culture. Oh, you guys like Lord of the Rings? How do you want Lord of the Rings in your D and D books? That's not. That's not fucking pander. Who? You can't pander to Lord of the Rings fans. They're so. Yeah, you can. No, it's you like can't. just bringing up There's, just random nerd culture shit. No, you pander. You pander to like an audience that just like like a large audience of cons- people who consume. Like that's a pandering, dude. Everyone loves Lord of the Rings. Not everyone loves. De- people definitely don't love World War One. Gerard Tolkien, hobbits dying in trenches. Yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's not pandering. Because if it was pandering to you, it would be like a fucking. Yeah, some bullshit Danny Mac thing. Oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I really hated about this was, like, after they killed the guy, and it was, like, actually, you know... Uh, he became a corrupted. Yeah, he became a zombie. It's like... Ugh. And then also they made, like, a Wizard of Oz reference, and then in the next panel they're like, oh, did you get that reference? It's just, uh, man, it's just not good writing. It's just not good. It's just not good. How about you make something better, Dan? You know what, you know, Jerry? Hey, how about this? How about this? We'll, I'm we'll not say we'll not say it's not good. Let's let's make a pact. I mean, I already said it's not good. Well, we'll make a pact in the future to say it's not for us. Because you know what? I didn't really care for this issue either. And like, honestly, if the next one isn't uh, doesn't kind of move, move things in a direction that I'm like really jiving with, I think it's time to drop it. But that's okay. You know, books don't exist for every single person uh they're not every single book isn't meant to be something that you want to read and i i think that this series has been pretty well received it's just i don't think it's for us yeah that's that's definitely true the art's amazing and i'm glad stephanie hans is being able to it seems like a chance to do interiors target demographic for this is people who are and i was thinking about this i like i think it's for people who are slightly older than us yeah, I and think we are more settled, like in terms of having a family and stuff. I think we may have missed the um, 
the generational thing for this by about like eight years or something like but that. But also I think that some of this some of the writing in that is actually bad and not just not for me. Not all of it, but some of it. Well, you know, bad is a subjective thing, Dan. You're you're <laughs> What's bad to you is good to somebody else. What, uh, I'm trying to be positive. What yes, might not be... Oh, what, how does that go? If you don't like something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just means you don't like it, and that's okay. You don't have to like everything, Dan. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Strike, <laughs> that's me, what strike me down now, and you shall become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Moving on. Moving on to the last regular proper book of the week. We've got Red Sonia number three. I don't know why we pulled this. I think it was like a lighter week, but it wasn't. Well, wasn't it like kind of... Un- Mark Russell writes it, that's why. What what issue is it? Three. Oh, so it's okay. early It's early on, and, and Mark Russell writes Wonder Twins. And I know we, you were... Oh, okay, okay. And I've heard people saying that this is pretty good. So yeah. this is Red Sonja number three, written by Mark Russell with this art... This is the guy who wrote Wonder Twins. Yeah. Yep. This is with art by Mirko Kolak and Bob Q. Dirabla, Kelly, and Bob Q on colors. And this is the one... Uh, letters by Hassan Otsmane El Haul. I'm sure I fucked that up, but I gave it my best. Um, I think you did great. Thank you. Red Sonia is like a Conan character. I think she like exists in the same universe. She she prays to Krom just like Conan does. Um, I honestly can't tell you what happened in this. It, it was some yeah, kind me of neither. It was a back and forth between um, a flashback. Where she was learning a lesson on just because you have a large army doesn't mean that you're well suited to fight a foe. Right. Right? So, like, it's a lesson that she learned when she was younger that um, to use to use not just what you have, but the right tool for the right situation. And I think that they did something like this in Game of Thrones. I was trying to think, but with, like, Khaleesi or whatever, I think that they did something to that Khaleesi. effect where... It's like, it's not about the amount of people you have if they don't give a shit about you and can be bought by someone else instantly. Right. And so then you get a kind of mirror version of this in the modern day where she's putting that lesson to light. Modern, well, quote unquote. Okay, it's yes. like In, in, in current, current, um, current age of Conan year. <laughs> current Red Sonia year. Yeah. Uh, where she basically denies the help of um, a mercenary group uh who's like what the fuck and she hires a bunch of old ladies to help her instead and he's kind of they kind of scoff at them and they're like that's really dumb uh but okay and then basically show that she made the right choice because they just go to the next highest bidder and attack them um and then get killed by the old ladies and that's pretty much i think that's pretty much all that happened in this there wasn't a whole lot more to it yeah it's all like the the dialogue is all in like high fantasy old english kind of but also not it was really weird i was expecting it to be very high fantasy old english but then every now and then there would be this like weird little modern slip in yeah i'm trying to find an exact um quote on that um so you can like talk about it for a sec while i look this up yeah so i will say this is the definition that i would use when i would say this book is not for me it's not necessarily bad i think it's what this audience is looking for and for that it might be good but yeah i missed the i missed the fucking boat on conan dude i don't i can't relate to it at all <laughs> I, I don't understand it it doesn't make sense well yeah me. well we weren't alive in the 80s so yeah that's true um, and also just like the whole the whole like thing with her wearing like an armored bikini and stuff just like kind of offends me on a 
like aesthetic level it's just it doesn't make sense in the realm of the universe it's clearly done just for like sexual objectification Uh, not for me i don't know it seemed yeah it hit me as kind of creepy looking and even though like the actual text of the book was somewhat progressive because you've got like the slave trader guy um well i don't know if this it was the slave trader guy but you've got you know the alpha asshole who's like oh you can't you can't fight with women and then yeah and then she uses her like the women use their better strategic techniques to like yeah what is the what does the old lady say hey to be a good warrior you have to be you have to be strong and smart yeah and you're neither of them basically because she's <laughs> yeah. like she's like you're not you're not strong you are you're muscular but you're yeah. not strong you're weak like you're weak fundamentally yeah she's like how much do muscles help you when you're you know stabbing or shooting someone right or or you've been stabbed five times and you need to pull yourself up they don't yeah, help you at all the exactly. strength is what helps you rally i don't so like okay like i get i get not liking the costume thing like it's one of those things where it's like okay definitely like a sec if this is where it came from right was like yeah. horny dudes in the 80s horny and, dudes in the 80s and, and chainmail bikinis and having stuff, a thing for like, like barbarian I, women i know i i know that she is like a thing that um women like a lot too the last two writers of red sonia have been gail simone and amy chu and they they love her as a character so it's like All one right. of those things where it's like hey sure. you know what if like if like sex is if like being a sexy chainmail bikini thing is empowering yeah fine if it's used in a shitty way it's bad yeah whatever i yeah. don't care i mean if conan can be shirtless and in a loincloth she's basically in a female version of a yeah i guess cloth, that's you know? true so it's it, but it, it all depends on it all depends on what the character is doing and, and if yeah. if her being in that is like uh an empowering thing or an objective exploitative thing. kind of yeah. way right you know if it's all just done for a gaze thing or if it's like a if it's done for like i don't actually know because i don't think that you can't really do anything it's it's not yeah it's a, just it doesn't it's serve just a, a weird... functional purpose right? yeah but it's... neither does conan's loincloth right so the whole argument that like the armor doesn't help it, the chainmail bikini doesn't wouldn't stop a sword i'm like yeah but i mean conan fights in a literal loincloth he would just be stabbed so she doesn't need armor right because she's right. So, so good at fighting that she can fucking fly around and yeah it seems like whatever. it seems to me to be like a smart way to twist something that was clearly used yeah as like uh, fat bait yeah as fat bait in the 80s yeah so, so i mean to to that it's yeah sure it's got its credit if people if people like it if you know gail simone or whoever is into it then it's fine by me but uh yeah it's just yep that definitely just not for me yeah and that's fine it's not for me either we we tried it though you know what i mean we, we did. heard there's been some positive buzz about it and we gave a shot and, yeah we gave that a shot we gave the lead a shot Won't, also in the will not pull again yeah probably not I don't know. Are you so? How are you feeling at this point about like the Conan universe? Would you ever pull a Conan comic again, or probably not? Probably not. Just yeah. not for me, right? Yeah, I think the same. Okay. Well, that was it for the regular books this week. Um, sit still. Don't move. <laughs> I don't want you to fucking move. Stay still. Are you still still? Stay absolutely still. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. It's meditation. We'll be, this is the meditation portion of. We'll be right back uh, with a with a brand new beer to tickle your tickle your earlobes with, <laughs> like sit, beer does. <laughs> sit still, be still, be still, and I will release you in a moment. <laughs> and we are back. Back. So you are released. Uh, you may start moving again. Thank you so much for participating in. Uh, yeah, Craft that. Comics Weekly what, what Meditation Segment. Yes. Yes. Um, 
muscle locking exercises. <laughs> Those are supposed to be healthy, right? Yeah. So you I really want, gotta lock them up. You, what I want you to do is just fucking just just squint your eyes real hard and just fucking tense all your muscles, straighten your joints, <laughs> straighten, lock your knees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan has another beer for us. I do. Uh, we're 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 restocked. Re-energized, reloaded, rekindled, re-strapped re- on, re-strap. Well, we never strapped off. That's true. That's very <laughs> we true. Ne- we never strap <laughs> off. So, uh, Dan, t- take me through uh, this next beer. So this is something that I saw. The bottle looked weird. I've never heard <laughs> never heard weird. of it before. So I decided to pick it up. It's uh, from Maine Beer Company in Freeport, Maine. It's I think it's called the Mo. Is the name of this beer? It's a pale ale. Mo and. We, I got it, um, yeah, one, because I never heard of the brewery, two, because of the bottle, but also it was oddly, and this is the dumbest reason to pick up a beer, so I don't recommend it, but because <laughs> we're on a podcast, um, I got it because it was like $8 for like a bottle. This better be fucking liquid gold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I figured it, you know, it, it might be a good excuse to have something either that's new and enjoyable or something that's familiar and be able to criticize it, which as you know, is my favorite thing. So Jerry took a sip. I did. And it tastes like a pale ale. And I don't know why this is eight ninety nine. I agree. It's good. Part of it might be, uh, that I was reading on their website and I read their label and they are associated with a bunch of different charities. Okay. They're, on this, like, 1% for the planet member. So I don't know if that just means, like, 1% of their sales or something. No, it means to... 1% own 99% of the planet. Oh, okay. So yeah. they're part of the 1% that yes. own 20 yes. Well, that's probably why they're seven ninety nine then, because it's <laughs> like, they... Okay. Oh, we got some... We got a next-door neighbor who's shaving concrete with a with a buzz saw. <laughs> so we're going to... I was enjoying the fresh air. We had a we had a window... We had a window rolled up. Do you smell that, Dan? I do. It's a fucking... It's, it's warmed up that throughout nice the day. That nice April rainy yeah. smell, it outdoor so smell. And I think they might be done, so we might just keep it open. But uh, if it happens again, you'll, you'll you'll hear it, and we'll shut it off. Okay? I can't imagine they revved up that saw just to do like a five-second buzz of concrete, do you think? Do you reckon? Do you reckon, Gary? I don't know. Do, you want, do you want to risk it? I think we can risk Let's it. Let's risk fine. it. Let's risk I mean, it for the biscuit. The worst case scenario is pretty easy to live with, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think you're right. This tastes like a pale ale. It tastes fine. Um, it's like it's like I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to spend eight ninety nine for fine. Yeah, this thing had better like I don't know. Have some fucking glitter in it at least, you know. Like, <laughs> I want a gimmick. If I'm going to pay money for it, it needs to like. Oh wow, when you pour it out, a fucking dinosaur appears in your glass. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. But ain't that maybe? Isn't that the problem with the craft beer industry in <laughs> ain't general? Ain't that maybe <laughs> <laughs> that everyone wants glitter or unicorns in I don't, their beer? Okay, now. I don't understand Jerry. the backlash against glitter in your beer. Yeah, I don't either. It's the fucking these these it's these old men. Beer. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh, is hops <laughs> and barley and uh, water. That's all it's ever going to be. Just don't drink it if yeah, you don't, don't fucking want it. Just don't drink it. As we said, it maybe it's just not for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. See, you're like you are you are like that old angry beer man about comics. Yeah, I guess you're right, except I'm mostly angry at old men. Oh. So that makes fair. it better. <laughs> it makes it better. 
that's fair that's fair um yeah i don't have much else to say it's good no beer. It's, thank you thank you for the beer yeah it is it is good it's just uh you know it's it's not anything that i can really describe that's any different or better than any other beer i will say it gives me um distinct homebrewed vibes but for 8.99 on a bottle is not exactly a compliment yeah like, but like at the same time you can't really buy beer that there's something about it i think but i don't think it justifies the price yeah i agree there's, like it does have a little bit of depth of flavor it's there, got some like there's I don't something, know, some malt on the back end or yeah, something there's something there there's a there's a um either the the hop profile the base malt profile or a combination of the two there's yeah. some, there's something to it that is is special but not not my not kbs not enough to justify you remember kbs it. which was just like a fucking crazy beer yeah and you're like okay yeah i know why this was 5.99 for a 12 ounce yeah. because it was like chewy and thick and bourbony it had been yeah. aged in a fucking so it was oaky it had mm-hmm. been aged in a barrel for mm-hmm. a year like yeah that's fine this one is like okay i don't get it but that's fine yeah but you know we tried something new that was yeah. about exactly how i thought it would go yeah. honestly but uh, but now I can say we've tried it. Yep, you know that's true. Add and to, and uh, try it, we have. List. I the thing is at the liquor store now. Now it's almost getting a little bit difficult. Where I I see something, I'm like, shit, have we done this yet? For oh yeah, <laughs> for craft comics. Oh no. And like I looked at two and like actually had to think about it for like I don't know like we, that's ten a, seconds before I'm that's like, a yeah, problem. we definitely did that. That's a problem I've never foreseen us having. I thought we would have dumped this podcast like. <laughs> like months ago and yeah we you and me it. both yeah so uh maybe we should like write them down or something well we've got them in the episode descriptions right that's true that's true but yeah maybe like a quick reference guide for old danny max have so we done spotted cow uh no oh we can do, do you want to maybe we have there's so much there's literally like we can't run out of beer yeah there's so much but yeah, at the no same way. at the same time and like at the very least even if we run out of beer at you know most liquor stores you could start doing some tricksy trixies growlers yeah growlers, growlers to, go. to go go growlers a go growlers to go go to go go yeah because we were we both decided. wrong that's right yeah we didn't decide it that's just what it is we didn't we didn't no we decided <laughs> we didn't get together and merge our two together we decided canonically okay. what, <laughs> what the name no these are facts then indisputable facts okay i don't think facts exist not in trump's era right yeah, 20, this is yeah. 2020 we're it's in a not, podcast. This is 2020 because facts don't exist. Yep. We're in 2020. That's the, <laughs> that's the year of it. Okay. We're moving on to the bargain bins. Uh, bargain bins. Every single week, I'm allowed to grab three horrible comics out of a nasty, sticky pile of books. Are they horrible or just not for us, Jared? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, raise a, you raise an interesting point. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm allowed to pick up three of the 50 cent comics at Graham Crackers Comics on East Washington Avenue in madison wisconsin uh, i'd say sunny but it's rainy out right now uh for free and that's really nice that is nice it is it is it is very nice um can you oh my god this was okay you know yeah, we'll get there we'll get, we'll get there. there uh we this week we have brain glow spelt brain hyphen glow without the w we have a which dis- is important we have a distant soil number 28 and we have Shadowhawk. yeah a distant soil a distant soil by colleen duran 
These were all great, I thought. These were great in their own way. I, yeah. I'm going to say I was very let down by Distant Soil. That's surprising to me, because that was the horniest. Well, okay, it was the horniest, but also they never got... It was like it was like the most inconsistently horny. It was like horny yeah. for two panels, and then melodrama yeah. for like six. And then they were like freaking then, the fuck out. And then like, horny, and then melodrama, and yeah. then horny in words. Just words on words. I was like, I wanted to mm-hmm. see I wanted to see more dicks and people having sex with their aunts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're I looking, just, yeah, what was that book called again? Leather and Lace, Leather baby. and Lace, Never yeah. forget. We're looking for Leather and Lace. Uh, or uh, Starship Starship AI. Time Traveler I. Time Traveler I. Oh my god, Shit. it's like these things, these books don't matter to you. They matter to me. Damn it. They matter to me, dear listener. I'm sorry. Alright, let's start with Brain Glow. Do you want to take this weird... Oh, this was so good, man. I pulled this for the cover and I was not disappointed. Oh, it was so good. This featured some real sweaty, bad indie... <laughs> 80s art just just <laughs> the the black and white the yeah and it was that it's that weird art style where it's like black paneled and they draw the white instead of the opposite you oh, know what i mean god yeah is there a sh- word for that um negative yeah don't they call it like negative maybe Oof. there's some weird attention to the male anatomy on this yeah for sure but so lacking like, all the things that make the male anatomy the male anatomy if you catch my drift he didn't have a penis yeah he didn't have a penis so no the penis. Whole, but the whole thing about this was it was the classic and i want to know what this is from but i see it in memes all the time where they ask morgan freeman what if we used 100% of our oh. brain? And then the second panel is whatever meme is funny. But, like, that's from a movie, and that's what this book is about. It's about what if this man could use 100% of his brain? And apparently, what you do, if you can use 100% of your brain, is you shoot lasers out of your fingertips at uh, accidentally hitting satellites. In Russia, right? In Russian Russia? satellites. Yeah, Lenin's beard, that's what he said. But Lenin had a mustache, not a beard. And or you... Did he have a beard? forego your clothing because as soon as this dude gets his superpowers <laughs> he's naked for the rest of the issue like this that's yeah. his that's his he costume. gets like a weird metal ken body just smooth down there but the only reason that that was apparent is by the cover like if i didn't look at the cover i thought i would think that this dude is just naked for the entire thing and also like the quality yeah because there's no like the the attention to detail no obviously there's no coloring right right so they would have had to do some kind of extra stippling or shading to indicate but this was clearly done by one dude written and i i I almost guarantee you this is written drawn and created by this one guy in like 1987 or something yeah man comics in the indie comics in the late 80s woof what but also, trip. also, this guy is basically oh Doctor Manhattan. What is this? Is this like a how to draw? Oh, I hope so. Look at it. What does it say um, on the side? It says, "Please." So it's like, so yes, yeah, it's like a uncolored picture of this dude. Hey, kids! Brian, hey, kids! Hey, kids! Hey, kids! Kids were supposed to read this comic. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, oh, you want to draw no. this naked man, <laughs> children? Hey. Uh, Hey, look down. Uh, do me a favor, kids, and open up your jeans and look down between your legs and fill in the Oh, blade. dude, no way! Okay, what? so this is actually great. So oh, what no. it is oh, no. is it's a contest for children to draw his costume. Uh, that's why he was naked in the entire issue. Are you serious? Is so. I mean, that's what it makes it sound like. It says uh, they prefer that his fans design his costume. We're going to let that long pause sit because, <laughs> holy shit, that's a lot to digest. My God. So the reason this man <laughs> okay. had to be naked in an entire issue what? of a children's comic book what? is so that the children could design his costume. No! 
Because if there's one thing children love more than uh, superheroes shooting Russian satellites out of the sky, <laughs> it's uh, them being nu- nude with no penis. If I'm correct. Well, I mean, I don't... If I know the youth culture like I think oh, I do. Oh, my God. Um, also, I thought this was pretty funny. What a journey. <laughs> when he gets when he gets his superpowers and he's flying around naked over the entire city, he uh, sees a cat in a tree and he rescues it. And the kid, even though he just got his superpowers, said, look, mommy, his brain glow. Yeah, his brain glow. That was my. That was a really weird, bizarre line. Like it's it's it, his brain glow. His brain glow. This person thinks that children can't speak. Yeah, and and to some degree is correct. But and then he says, "You can stop crying now, young man. Here's your kitten." And, and then the kitten fucking bites the kid. And the kitten bites it. It's not his cat. Is the thing. And his mom says, "I don't care who he was. You're not keeping any cat." And the cat fucking bites that kid. It's so weird. That part was pretty funny. But yeah, the rest of it was bizarre. Yeah, what? No child is gonna read this. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, and what is with this dude with the fucking skin tight polo? Oh yeah, he's there. That I, I think no mo- polo shirt that you tuck into your jeans can like adhere can, to your abs. Show ab definition. It doesn't make yeah. sense. None of this is so strange. It's like okay, these weird indie comics from the eighties have the most inconsistent art too. Like one panel will be like pretty well drawn, but then like everything else you can tell that they spent like a week doing it and mm-hmm. then everything else will be just this bizarre i yeah i'm it's... actually loving the fact that we found that in the back that saves this comic for me that's pretty incredible they had some really other good there's some other good back matter this was like um i'm trying to think about let's look that. at this psi comics buck 75 so yeah this is late 80s um this guy's birth date is 1965 and he's supposed to be in his like 20s that makes sense my god my god they have some uh, yeah there's some there's some wild back matter to this uh not as wild as the back matter we're gonna get later uh oh yeah you know what i'm I'm talking about there's some great shit coming up man uh, the fact that this one wasn't the best of the week actually i think is pretty astounding this was the this we put the worst first and yeah the fact that we discovered that there was this weird creepy naked superhero that little boys were supposed to draw shit onto (laughs) wow that really elevates it that really elevates it for me uh fantastic these are this is these are the books that people are pining nostalgic about can you believe that no probably not these probably no. probably like these 80s. are bargain bins man no one gives a shit Shut about these up, dan people <laughs> want they want they want the the comic books from the 80s back yeah they this do. is what they're talking about <laughs> that's exactly what, this they're, is talking what about. they're talking about they're talking about brain goat look even his hair is like chrome colored on the fucking cover <laughs> it's incredible I like this, like, amorphous shadow man. Yeah, what's, but what's he doing in the he background? He has no facial features, but his muscles are clearly defined. Oh, my God. It's crazy. All right, moving on. Uh, moving on to A Distant Soil by A Colleen Duran. Um, man, this is this is wild. I didn't know what to expect when... Wait, wait. let me read the feature. Oh, okay, fine. You can talk. What? You didn't expect what? What didn't you expect? I didn't expect... The Marie Antoinette? I didn't expect, like, a Renaissance painting as the cover. And then on the back of it, there is, like, a scantily clad man, like, rubbing up against a unicorn. Yeah, and this, like, weird, like, um... I feel like that was, like, a... That was, like, a comic. Like, a kid's comic. They were, like, little dragons in, like, the 90s, and they were drawn... Oh, okay. They were drawn kind of like that. Does that look familiar to you at all? And then also, like, what looks like Michelangelo's David drawn. It, that is Michelangelo's David. Yeah. So what's what what the fuck is that doing there? This is Colleen's work. And like, you can see uh, more of Colleen's work at colleenduran.com. Holy shit. 
Does this website still exist? This is something we need oh, to. Oh yeah, that's that, a good this idea. This is something we need to look up urgently. Oh Fuck my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Colleen Duran. Oh, there it is. My Borderlands Two skill calculator. Oh, this is what I showed you. Uh, <laughs> www. Oh, not Google search. www.colleenduran.com. Please, 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 please. Oh my god. Whoa. She's, still she's actually good. She's gotten quite better in her in her years. She cool. actually doesn't look that old either. I wonder how old she was when she made this. When was when did this get made? Uh, she could be she could be older. Yeah, I guess you're right. That could be an older picture. Her art has actually gotten up. Qu- yeah, it's not quite bad. a bit. This looks about right. Yeah, Where, that looks about hey, right. Colleen, take me back to your. Uh, that's pretty. Actually, a yeah. distant soil. A distant soil. Holy oh, shit! She's fucking got it. That's from 2012. Oh my what? god! What is this one from? Give me that. This is 1994, I think. Wow. I that's bonkers. Are we, are we still pumping? She did 1999. A, 1999. Okay, she did a Je- Jessica Jessica Jones. Oh, she might. This might be like a a variant cover or something. Not a variant, or even just like an independent thing that she. Did, oh, okay. Like fan art or something. Oh yeah, that's some distant yeah, soil we got. Okay, sure. okay. Silver Colleen. metal lover is the name of this. We see you, Colleen. <laughs> we okay, see, we okay. see you and we hear you. Um, and hey, we'll pump you. Neil, yeah, that's cool, man. Neil, she's actually pretty fucking good. Oh, don't forget my upcoming project: snow glass apples Neil, with Neil Gaiman, with Neil Gaiman and Colleen Duran. Okay, that's awesome, dude. She's got her. She's got her niche. Clearly, man, she does this weird sort of very evocative of like eighties, yeah, fantasy. fantasy art, like shitty. Like you, okay, I'm not gonna say shitty. Her art's good, but like that kind of like, um, like. When you were a kid and you went to the library and yeah. you wanted a fantasy novel and the librarian yeah. gave you this, she yeah. would give you a Colleen Duran. F- yep, yep. And she's very good at emulating that. So Yeah, for sure. And it makes total sense also with the whole last, like, ten pages of this issue are pictures and drawings of her and her friends at Renaissance fairs. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that art style like fits perfectly with. But she's also got some more conventional stuff on there yeah. too, like her Wonder Woman stuff. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh my my oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. My mom um was a huge dork and took me to comic books all uh, comic book shops all the time when I was a kid in like comic book Yeah. Renaissance fairs. Oh, I went like... to Renaissance fairs as a child also. And like Colleen Duran reminds me of like a friend that my mom would have had. You yeah, know? she like didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she was just like, oh, you know. And I would like go over to her house and play yep. and, and stuff like that. Oh, this is fun. That's okay. This is fun. What a I'm fun gl- rabbit hole! I'm, I'm glad we looked this up, dude. I'm telling you, this might be like bargain bin pull of the year for us. I think it's great. Like all three are great. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all three are excellent in their own in way. their own ways. And like this one, it's just so bizarre. So this comic, as far as much as I can surmise, and I read the beginning, is about aliens who come to Earth. They reference Marie Antoinette. So whenever that happened, French Revolution, French Revolution, late mid seventeen hundreds, something like that. I have I'm terrible with history. So no the idea. the French Revolution happened after the American Revolution. So yeah, it would have been like yeah. Oh my God! I don't even know when the American Revolution happened. No, me neither. It's not it's not sixteen hundreds. It's seventeen something. It's just, it was yeah. like the late 1700s, and I think the French Revolution happened 20-ish years after? I want to say 1776, but I'm probably... No, you're probably that. right. That's the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. So I want to say that the French Revolution happened in like the 1790s. And I, okay. I remember French, the French were like, look, America, look what we're doing. We're doing yeah. this. Like, what you guys did. And America was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're like chopping a lot of people's heads off. <laughs> 
Because our revolution was peaceful. Yeah. I mean, we shot people, but we didn't chop off people like like queen, we probably did queens and princesses. We've heads only and read shit. American history books. You're right, but I fuck? know that the French Revolution scared the shit out of uh, the Americans. Yeah, at the time. So there was some crazy shit that happened in this. It was very uh, homoerotic. Um, I guess just erotic in general. I was gonna say you can't even say homoerotic yeah. because that implies. That it was focused on... Or that, like, there was no actual sex between two men. Because there were, like... Yeah, you're right. It's just... There was graphic yeah. sex. Well, not graphic sex, but there was... It was fairly graphic, though. There were two naked dudes lying on each other. Kissing each other on the tummies. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> on the tummies. Getting me all hot and bothered. <laughs> Getting me all excited. Nothing gets Jerry hot and bothered like kissing on the tummies. Tummy, tummy, tummy kisses. <laughs> Tummy kisses. Oh no! Is that gonna, uh, is that gonna be the episode? Yeah, that's the episode. Tummy title. kisses. What be. was the other one? Uh, shit. We were remember. supposed to keep it. We, we were supposed were, to keep it locked down. We, yeah, we yeah we'll keep it in the back frontal lobe. And, yeah, we, nope. Tummy kisses. Tummy kisses. It is. Whoops. Um. <laughs> yeah, the, there's some weird weird shit in here. So yeah, like Jerry said, it's like the most inconsistently uh horny uh, comic. Every time I turned the page, I was like, now we're getting to the good stuff. These yeah. dudes are gonna fuck. These dudes and then are gonna they would bang. just be like, oh And then no. they're like, no I can't And I like can't and not. they go off on like a monologue of like how they couldn't possibly bang because of all of the drama that's going on on with like their alien so they're aliens, some of them, and they come to Earth and To fornicate. Uh, maybe I guess I don't know. There was a lot of words in this that I didn't read most of them. I actually read most of them, and bless, I still don't know what the you, fuck sir. is going on. Bless you, sir, for your sacrifice. Um, but yeah, so there and there's also a weird part with like a hysterical woman that gets epilepsy yeah, whenever she gets she's a seizure. stressed, yeah. and her boyfriend is a total dick and like calls her stupid and like just berates her in general in public. Um, and then her brother comes and rescues her in a very kind of incestuous kind of way where they're like almost about to kiss yeah strange book yeah very strange book covering a whole gauntlet of fetishes yeah (laughs) yeah that's a yeah i mean maybe that's maybe that's the play right is like if you if you don't have like a broad enough fetish to begin with you better put enough of them in there yeah you gotta jam pack them full to make a broad audience and then maybe hook the rest of the audience who's focused on the one fetish into all your other fetishes i'm really hoping you guys are getting uh savannah vacuuming upstairs that would really elevate this bargain bid segment to the yeah (laughs) to the the tops it really yeah yeah oh man god the back cover of this that dude with the unicorn is just fabulous just showing some side ass and like oh wonderful so i grabbed this because i thought i've heard all these things about romance comics romance comics used to be huge oh really yeah because um the the whole segregation of like women not reading comic books didn't happen until like the early 80s or something like that when they stopped being widely available so comic the comic book industry almost crashed in the like the late 70s and the early 80s marvel almost went bankrupt um and so comic books stopped being sold you used to be able to go to like the grocery store and pull comic books off the shelf. Uh-huh. And men and women read comic books. Women actually read more comic books than men up until this point. But once that the, the comic books started co- going away from like main places, the only way you could get them was like indie underground places where books like that would have been published. Uh... Leather and Lace would have been yep, published. Yep, yep. And so like you had to go to comic book shops where all of a sudden gatekeeping could happen, right? Mm. Or you had to go to some guy's basement because you needed, like, you didn't have a comic book shop mm-hmm. in your town, and so 
the only one was this weird guy and you had to buy him out of his basement and then all of yeah. a sudden women don't feel comfortable going to these places anymore going into a strange man's basement Ex- exactly and that's when this that's when the segregation happened people always think that like comic books had always, always been, been a, always men. been a boys thing but for the most part for the for the largest chunk of of time that comic books were available, women and men read them equally. That's really interesting. I would and, not have expected that. And romance novels were super popular. And that's what I when, yeah. I when I looked at that, I was like, "Ooh, I found a romance novel!" And I got yeah. super, I got super excited about it. It was not what I thought it was going to be at all. <laughs> Though it was a romance novel of sorts. Yes, of sorts. But it wasn't like a. I was expecting like a Harlequin thing. You know what I mean? Like are you brute? You know Harlequin romance novels. No, it's like a, it's I, like a, you're it, not referencing Harley. Not Harley Quinn, Quinn Harlequin. Okay, Harlequin okay. romance novels are there's really popular genre of romance fiction from like I want to say like the Victorian era of England. Where oh okay, where it was it was kind of because it was so improper for a woman to feel um, lust and arousal. The 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 Harlequin romance novels were like always about brutish men taking them oh god and it was like it was like it was you know it was that kind of thing but like it was very popular popular because in that in that one instance it was that they were almost relieved of responsibility for yeah everything right because they're <laughs> they were against their it was against their will right right but it was like kind of like uh, the, the modern day equivalent yeah. of like um 50 shades of gray kind of something like that where like it know, makes sense and in it's the context, rapey. In, yeah, in the context of in the yep. context of like the 1800s or whatever, that's, yep. it was a very popular form of um, romance, and that's what I expected this comic was going to be. Was that kind of like yeah, over the top, Mister Darcy kind yeah. of Mister Darcy, yeah, ooh, <laughs> Mister Darcy. <laughs> that's a great yeah. That's my best Mister Darcy. Oh man, that's great. I what love what it. is what's Mister Darcy from? Uh, Pride uh, and Prejudice. Yes, Pride and Prejudice. I think he's got some kind of that's some that's some kind of Har- Harlequin's style okay stuff, right okay where he's like he's very imposing dominant kind mm. of mm, and she's like oh you know yeah. mr Darcy. <laughs> he's so Ooh. he's so dreamy you know <laughs> that's a that's the thing i actually never read the book but i assume yeah, me right. either it's fucking eight million pages long really i don't know maybe but like it's three, a lot maybe like 300 oh, okay yeah, not still... something I'm going to read. Though, no, you know I mean? not yeah, not yeah. at this age, I guess. I am pretty sure that I'm right about the Harlequin romance thing, though. It's like a, it's like a, that's where you get the the trope of the bodice ripping, you know, like the oh god, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing. So that's where that came from, and it it it, it makes sense why it was popular at the time, and it yeah. definitely does not play I mean, well in modern it, era, right? Yeah, I mean, if you make like sexually repressed societies, they're going to do some weird shit. They're going to find like, a way to try be, and compensate, right? They're going to find a way to be liberated in their own own way, yeah. even if it's like projecting this kind of weird fantasy where they don't have to be responsible yeah. for their own you know yeah. what i mean so, yeah it's weird. Huh. it's weird but hey you know what yeah. we're not here to judge people from hundreds of years ago no i'm i'm actually super curious on when those those books were um popular but anyway we can move on to our last book uh for the bargain bins this is shadow hawk three number 10 also a third doozy. third of a series of four yes this is a doozy of a series uh it opens up to our protagonist being <laughs> diagnosed with hiv so if you have yeah. any idea where this book is gonna go, it gets pretty wild. Yeah. Well, actually, it does open up to our protagonist being diagnosed with HIV, but not in modern times. It says then, and I'm just realizing this now. This is a flashback to when he was diagnosed. Okay, that makes a lot of and sense. Because I didn't notice now, that either. It'll go back to now. I'm pretty sure. So this, this was is... the most ridiculous diagnosis that I've ever seen. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's very aggressive. It's pretty he aggressive. Like a, he like attacks his doctor. Yeah, he's like, "You're giving he's... me a death sentence, doc." <laughs> I, I, I was the doctor. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, 
I didn't give you AIDS. Yeah, dude. it's like, not my fault, man. I'm trying to help. And also the the doctor like pulls some out some like philosophy. Yeah, he whacks like, his real. Aren't we all terminally yeah. ill in our own way? Yeah, what is his, sir? His, his exact words are? Isn't have you ever stopped to think that maybe life itself is a death sentence? And you're like, like still not helping yeah, the fact that I have HIV, dude. Your bedside manner, sir, leaves somewhat something to be desired so we have our our protagonist um who is diagnosed with hiv and then he goes out and decides that he wants to take his aggression out on some common street thugs right as you do it's yeah. it makes sense uh yeah. he gets his shit kicked in and then and complains then, about it to his girlfriend yeah but during his internal monologue as he's getting his shit kicked in he's just like my one hope is that i bleed on them and i infect their blood with my <laughs> hiv because don't they deserve it and i was like jesus yikes <laughs> Big uh, yikes. Uh, he's fucking furious. So like the he's first mad half about this, having HIV. Very the first mad. half of this book is just him being just angry as fuck that he's got AIDS. Which, I mean, I would be too. I I'd probably be him. angry too. But like, yeah, this dude is Not just... this angry. No. I mean, yeah, he's like comic book angry. But if you like drew a comic book of me when I got an AIDS diagnosis, then maybe I'd probably be about that furious. Would you get shithoused at a strip club? <laughs> and then try and beat up some like... Lower level thugs? Probably not. Probably not. But you never know. Yeah, I mean, hey, how many times have you run into a lower lower level thug? Yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish that street thugs existed like they did in the eighties. Yeah, it was just like a couple punks. Yeah, a couple punks and like, leather hey, jackets. get out of our territory. And they got like a they got like a switchblade, but it's like a little one. Like even yeah. if they got you with it, it wouldn't yeah. do any real damage. You know? Yeah. Like, like, hey. I mean, to be fair, we we do live in like Madison and Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, respectively. So maybe. We would run into some lower level street thugs. Street thugs, if we lived in more like uh, I don't know, densely populated cities. You can say Detroit. You can say oh, for sure. Detroit. You can say Beloit. For sure, Detroit. You can, you can say Beloit, Beloit. <laughs> not Beloit. <laughs> hey, but man. Detroit, yeah. yeah, Detroit. Become human. Yeah, great game. Though I'm not knocking Detroit. I would I would like to go to Detroit and you know check what? Out I their, hear Detroit uh, has a wonderful upcoming art scene and food scene yep yeah and that's what happens right when property when property values drop artists move in yeah <laughs> it's not yep. it's, hey, that's what it is artists right? gentrified into the art districts yep. it's just, well because uh, uh rent is cheap and artists yep. don't make any money so then they yep. then they move in and all of a sudden you guys start getting good food and then yep. you start having slam poetry sessions yeah so that's just how that thing that's it's just how it goes it's just how the cookie crumbles that's how the cookie crumbles um Oh my goodness! What else is there to talk about in this? Should we talk about? We're not ready to talk about the back matter yet, right? The, uh, the backsplash page. Well, I guess he even says, "I'm more than scared. I'm angry." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yes. a, that's apparent. You almost assaulted a doctor, sir. A doctor who started going into philosophy. Yeah, he doesn't just he he openly states that he doesn't want to kill these street thugs. He wants them to suffer. Yeah, he wants to torture them. It's so like, man, it's pretty, I mean, it's a, it's a dark place to go. Probably an honest place to go. Yeah. But a pretty dark place to go. Do we want to talk about what happens with this lady's baby? I didn't understand a goddamn word of that. So so, so the main the main superhero AIDS guy is beating up uh, another, a bad guy who has been verbally abusive to his girlfriend. This is where shit gets a little dicey in this because he's been verbally abusive to his girlfriend. He's getting a okay. shit house and he, this dude is calling for Vortex as the lady. Okay. Uh he's like Vortex, Vortex, please and he's like he mis she she says he he mistreated her but she loves him so she's going to help him. But then she she accidentally blasts all of them into a building that's containing her baby. Okay. 
and the building's about to fall on the baby and she freaks out and then all of a sudden all of them are on the same team because the the crisis has been they want to save the baby right he even says something like hey we were just fighting but there's nothing more compelling than the cry of a mother concerned for the life of her child and it's like okay i'm not gonna argue with that whatever uh and so then they're all of a sudden they're all together to see babies die no nobody wants to see a baby die you know what i mean and a father calling for his whatever you know what i mean like it's not a good time no one wants that's not a good way to end anyone's day exactly no one wants kids to die so all of a sudden the four people that were fighting are on the same team trying to save this lady's baby even most super villains i feel like if you're gonna be like well, I feel like a super villain might be happy about that. Maybe a super, super villain. A super villain. Yeah, maybe if we're talking about like the Joker, but I feel like most mid-tier super villains like, eh, I don't, I don't really you know want to watch a kid die. I Okay, I'll give the Joker as a super villain, but you know who the fucking worst villain is? Who? Victor Zaz. That oh, dude, yeah. That dude he's is like creepy. peak evil. Yeah. Right? Like, the Joker, at least, he's like not, he doesn't pick a, a victim. Yeah. Victor Zaz picks a victim. You know what I mean? And he's like creepy and like maybe a little bit like sexual about it or something. Yeah, that's I don't what know. I mean. Like, at, least jo- at least on. the Joker is like, hey, you know what? You might be a lady, you might be a dude. I'm going to kill everyone. V- yeah. Victor Zaz is like, that guy's a shithead. And like or he if, like gets obsessed with people. If I could kill a comic book villain and erase them from history, I would erase Victor's ass from. That's history. a smart choice. Yeah, and actually, uh, odd considering he's a Batman villain. I'm, I'm just put Batman has there. some of the best rogues gallery. He does. I'm going to say in all he comic does. books, but and yeah. I, I think Victor's ass doesn't need to exist. Yeah, he's pretty dark. He's pretty dark. Yeah, so just maybe scrub him. Yeah, take that, take that old eraser marker. Do it. Okay, uh, the big reveal at the end of what is this? Shadowhawk three, third of four, number yeah, ten. Is, you know, um, her baby wasn't in the building. It was kidnapped by the Underlord. So they're all, all four of them are teamed up now to go, and they all got their teeth gritted. You know that because it's a '90s yeah. comic, so you know You're they're like, about to. Oh, it's kidnap the kid. Yeah, they're, they're, and oh, one of them even has like he's got the um, hard case shoulder pads. Yeah, he does, and a uh, ear. And they're all like cylindrical and not wolverine roughly oh my god i'm just realizing yeah. how wolverine that it's is very wolverine that's like a, it's like that's, the batman beyond version that's even wolverine. like a rip off of hard case which is why would you rip that off anyway probably so, not intentional that was just like 90s no but it's even like the 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 like the i don't know what you call this the steps you know what i mean like the it's just 90s superhero fashion bro maybe it's just the style of hard, the times. hard case is the first one i ever saw that on so i'm just gonna assume yeah and then, if you guys have any questions about HIV and AIDS, there's a uh, back panel that can oh, yeah. answer all of your questions about this. Amazing. Um, how can I tell? You guys, you want to read some? Yeah, just like one or two. Uh, first question. How can I tell if someone has HIV? Answer. You can't. HIV is not distinguishable but by age, race, religion, social standing, financial standing, hygiene habits, or sexual orientation. HIV can affect anyone, anywhere. Educate yourself. Learn about prevention and control. You, lowercase y, are the key to remember or the key to halting this insidious virus. Remember, in 1993, 1993 83% of new cases were heterosexual females. Wow. So don't have sex women. An additional 13% <laughs> It doesn't say that. An additional Correct. 13% were heterosexual males. I mean, it in, implies it. Uh, AIDS yeah. AIDS is spreading. The only way to stop it is by learning more about it. Wow, I had no idea about that. Eighty three percent of new cases were heterosexual females. Wow, that, that seems not true. I mean, it might be though. We might be able to fact check that. I could see that being like a new new diagnosis. What do you mean? Okay, so like um, in the late eighties, it was 
the word of mouth, right, was that it only affected um, like homosexuals, right, gay people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe there was more uh, care protection happening. Oh man! And so it wasn't supposed to affect. That was the whole thing: is it wasn't supposed to affect straight people. And then so they well, but I think so it pe- always was. But that was like what? no, they didn't know that back then. They literally thought that it only affected well they, that. Yeah, but I think that was also just like the stereotype was like no, but I mean stere- stereotype and common common conception like common conception of yeah. something like that they go hand in hand. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because yeah, if if they, you they, had AIDS back then, like that was what Dallas Buyers Club was about, right? It was yeah. like if you had AIDS, people assumed that you were gay, right? Even if you were straight, they would assume that you were gay, right? And so that means that there may have been more care in terms of you know using protection and things amongst the gay community as opposed to the straight community. Yeah, right. So that's why new cases in 1993 may have been female, heterosexual females, right? Sure. But yeah, I could see, I could huh. see. I can see that. Interesting. Uh, and then the other one is, what if I'm not involved in a mutually faithful relationship, Dan? Oof. Dan, you have a choice to make. A choice which can affect your life. You can either abstain from sex. This is the only 100% sure way to not get or give HIV. Or restrict your activity to practices that only involve Wait, skin-to-skin contact. did you say contact. if you are... Can you repeat that question? Uh, what if I'm not involved in a mutually faithful relationship? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, or restrict your activity to practices that only involve skin-to-skin contact. If you choose to have sex, use a latex condom. But remember, condoms are not foolproof. Nope. Be scared of sex! Yep, that's what we're trying to impart here. Yep. What an interesting thing. I We, we did not grow up in the AIDS scare. No, and I did not know that there were any superheroes that were created for the AIDS scare. We, we, had, a, we had a very brief touch with um, uh issue of... An Ultraverse comic. It was Prime, wasn't it? Where they were having a race. Yeah. The Ultras were having a race, and one of them was talking about HIV. But, wait, was he talking about HIV? Yeah, he was like, the, it's it's ravaging the black community. That's what he said. He was that, oh, one, yeah. he was that one guy that was racing for but his AIDS ma- awareness. But his main thing, oh yeah, because he was racing, you're right, they were racing for AIDS awareness. Yep. But his main thing was that he was gay and Ultra, and like Prime was like, now, oh, I'm, are you going to hit on me? Or some dumb shit like that. There were two, there were two superheroes. So there was that, the, there was a black superhero that was racing... That was racing in the ultra race because um, HIV was adversely affecting the black community. So okay. he was a separate okay. character. Okay. And then there was Prime's gay friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. we kind of touched on it briefly. Yeah. But yes. Wowee. Wowee. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that uh, comics got that political back then. Are sexually active people at risk? No. Sex is safe between people who have never used intravenous drugs and are not affected with HIV. So back then, there was actually a question that you could just get AIDS from having sex. Well, that's a fucking trip. People were... They, they thought to write the question that are sexually active people at risk? And they say no. Which is weird because, yes, you are. Because you are, Because right? you don't know if someone's infected with AIDS. Right. But they, but they felt the need to specify that if you have sex and both of you don't have AIDS, you can't get AIDS. Oh, okay. Okay. Which yeah. is fucking wild to me. Yeah. That's, what a trip. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty wild. Whew. God, we always try to avoid political issues, but we just keep on getting yeah, we just, back I mean, it. you can't help it with these bargain bins, man. They're throwing a literal superhero that's created around the concept of AIDS. Yeah. And then... <laughs> what are we supposed to fucking do? Yeah, and then talk about... Talking about how... How, how is it that 
83% were heterosexual females. That doesn't make sense because <laughs> I don't think you're going to find an answer here, Jared. That I it, it honestly and I and I don't want to like Maybe all the focus was just on like men contraction of the virus and or whatever disease. No new cases it said. Maybe that means women go to the doctor more. Well, but it couldn't. Insp- I don't know. Maybe there were old cases too, and the, the results were like higher than they kept track of. Who yeah, knows? so like they were saying that eighty three percent of the newly diagnosed HIV cases were heterosexual women, and I'm like, that doesn't seem. Where are the where are the men in that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, no man. It's like uh, it almost. And maybe I'm reading too far into it, but it almost reads to me like a. It's like a definitely shifting the burden away from men and onto women. Oh, on that, right? okay. See, the way that I read it was that the burden was that, like, the women health issues weren't being covered because the men health issues were so prominent. And that's why mm. the new rates were higher for women is because they're finally paying attention to it. Wild. Who knows? Who's to say? Who's we to say? were, like, I don't know, six years old around yep. when that very young out so i was not actually paying that close of attention to the aids epidemic as it turns out believe it or not as a six-year-old and you know we don't have any the the aids scares at this point seem so far away so foreign yeah like for sure we do i i'm not i'm not afraid of aids (laughs) no you know what i mean like if i wake up in the morning think about what i'm scared of aids is not up there as i do every morning AIDS is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is, is catalog the what things you're terrified, terrified of. of today. That's not fair. AIDS. That's fair. I don't think so. But what you should be afraid of is next week's pull list. Let's yeah. just get this out of the way so yep, we can wrap this just, shit up. Let's just do it. Uh, we already talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Bargain bins and AIDS. So. Yep. <laughs> Those uh, are, yeah, we hit both our bullet points for the week. It's a pretty light Marvel week, which is weird. Normally Marvel's the heavy one. But, this, yep. but next week we've got only three books. Age of X-Men, Marvel's X-Men number three. Avengers No Road Home number nine. <laughs> Strap in, Danny Mac. Oh, baby. Uh, and we got Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number five. Four DC, more Avengers No Road Home just to go. DC's killing it. Uh, we've got Batman number 68, Supergirl number 29, Superman number 10, Wonder Twins number three, and Wonder Woman number 68. Uh, Dan, do you want to shout out anyone that you're especially excited for? I mean, obviously Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. Yeah. I'm excited for, sure. for Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a good one. And Age of X-Men, Marvel's X-Men. Cool. And if I can get that sweet Age of X-Men yeah. Apocalypse in the Extract cover, yeah. ooh, it's so good. Yeah. I might do that yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, keep yeah. your eyes peeled. Uh, so this has been another episode of Craft Comics. Thank you so much for strapping in and strapping on. Keep it horny, everyone. Keeping it horny with us every week. Uh, <laughs> episode 9, I can't believe it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And I don't know. What, what do we say? Have a great day? Have a great day. Have a great fucking day. Have a great fucking day. Have a great fucking day. Have a great. I want you all to fuck. (laughs) Want you all to fuck. It's the horny con. Horny cast.